Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Diamond diamond hands? No, toilet still, paper hands. Doing, Everybody's still doing, No. We're still doing diamond hands? We're still doing it? <laughs> is it as, over? Did it end? As the, as the legendary Bagger Vance said, it's a game that can't be won, only played. And um, he didn't say anything about losing, but goddamn, a lot of these people are going to lose or but, have lost and will. But lose. we were taken on Wall Street. What happened? It's not and how everyone it works. sold their stock. I thought we were taking on the the, the man. Nope, man don't care. <laughs> man don't care. Yeah, if the man cared about what most people thought. Net neutrality would still be a thing. Well, we'd be in. We it would be socialism. <laughs> Oh no, I don't, socialism. Think, I, don't, I don't think most people want socialism. I don't think most people know what socialism is. <laughs> like I think that's the first problem. Like it's true. I don't think, yeah, like socialism on a whole isn't isn't a bad thing. It's just Americans are kind of dumb. It's socialism, it's communism. It means Nazis are coming back. It's like that's not what it means at all. And there's a lot of things that we do in the states that are already socialism. So, there are so yeah, there are social there are social policies, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's why it's just kind of silly. It's, it's like, yeah, you don't know what it means. It's like most people don't understand what fascism means either. So, yeah, Americans are kind of dumb, but that's all right. We're, you know, we're America. I, yeah, well, we made it, we're, we made it work <laughs> like so far. Freedom. Freedom and stuff. And we take it to the man every once in a while, even though the man continuously hits us over the head, but we try every 10 years, right? Because you remember Occupy Wall Street? You remember that? Yeah, I think that happened right as I was bunch leaving. Of goddamn hippies. Yeah, something like that. And then eventually, the police came on on the scene and said, "You got to go, get out." That's it, enough. And then it ended. So yeah, that's what happens. So sorry, people. You thought you could, you fought the law, and the law won. Yeah, there's only. I mean, there are. Um, what is it? Um, what's the word? Loitering. At what point does a protest? What is the line between protest and loitering? When you stick around too long and you no yeah, longer have happened. anything that's your thing, right? They, they stuck, stuck around, around too long. long. It's like, yeah, you said your thing. You can't sleep here. Yeah, that's you the problem. Have, it's like, it was great to go home, but nights. you can't stay yeah. here. But you can't stay here anymore because you guys aren't really protesting. You're just hanging out. So now you got to go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So people got to learn the difference. Keep your message. But it looks like Wall Street's going to live to see another day. Looks like. Oh, do you think quite... they could charge those uh, seditionists with loitering? No, I think you charge them with with sedition. I think it's a much better. Yeah, but can charge. you do both? It, can you do? Can you charge them with that as well? Why? why don't don't make your lawsuit frivolous. Stick to the one charge that matters. Okay. Get them with something, right? Yeah. Try to get a lot of money out of them. I mean, money out of these guys, but why? They don't have any money. A hundred dollar lawyer, and they're all fine. turning on Trump now. Like the QAnon shaman turned on Trump. No, yeah, he is. Those people are the the majority aren't. The, the the wacko uh what's her name Marjorie Taylor Greene you hear about this nut she's the new boogeyman according to CNN which is it's very funny watching CNN try to grapple with what they do post Trump because they just keep finding a new boogeyman and now it's her she's the new yeah boogeyman. she's a bit of a nut though I mean if someone is talking about Jewish space lasers <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask you that so how do we get access to the laser for the podcast I can't tell you you can't tell me really. We've done You're all these episodes of, the, of this podcast, and you can't tell me. What do I need to do it. to get access to the laser? You need to get uh, bris. Is that like a type of... 
the type of sauce you put on a brisket? <laughs> what's, what's a bris? No. What's a bris? They, they cut your dick. That's uh, They got to get circumcised by a rabbi. That may or may not have happened. I don't know. Where was I born? I was born in a Jewish hospital, I believe. I don't think they... I don't, I don't know if you had a bris. Ask your parents. If you ask your mom if you had a bris, come back to me next week. And uh, <laughs> and, it, and if you got one, then I'll, then I'll tell you the secret of the Jewish space laser. I mean, wait, wait a minute, though. Let me figure this out, because I believe I was actually born in Sinai Hospital, I believe, in Detroit, right? Hold on for a second. Let me find out. Uh, yeah. It's, there's like a ceremony. They say some prayers and stuff. I, it's more than just they cut your dick. There, there's more. There's more to it than that. Yeah, I was, I was born in... in in uh, Detroit Medical Center, Sinai Grace Hospital, and that's a Jewish hospital. Okay. So I think I'm. I think I. I think I'm good. No, I think you tried it, to trap me, and I think I'm good. I think I'm in. No, no, no. This this is like a square and rectangle thing where it's like you don't know all, that all I'm squares in. all. Su- <laughs> Lahayim, it's like I'm in. If, <laughs> let me in. <laughs> Oy vey. Oh boy, this feels like a trap. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> Feels like you're trying to sneak in. I don't, I don't like this. Let me in. <laughs> Q, I've do had, you work for? Who do you work for? <laughs> I've had good bagels. Oh boy. I've uh, I've I've attended a bar and a bat mitzvah. All right. I've had chicken you... fingers at a 13 year old party. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I'm these in. Are, these these are your Jewish credentials. <laughs> I've been to a synagogue. I've worn the yarmulke. Uh huh. I've 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 been to. I've been to Passover dinner. I lived in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and I've turned off electronic equipment for the for the Hasidic Jews so they could practice in peace, right? I took one for the team. I told them, look, guys, I'm one of you, but that's okay. I'll come in here and I'll do it, right? Hmm. I was there. I was there when they were swinging the chickens over their heads. I'm in there. <laughs> but, I'm in all but levels you, did you, of the did community. You swing, did you swing a chicken over your head? No, I, I walked by one and I gave them the head nod like a mm, good chicken. Yeah, they would because they wouldn't let you. I didn't ask, though. See, that's the difference. They didn't let me because I, I didn't ask. I wouldn't talk to them. So, yeah. So, good. So, so how do I? So, we'll talk after the podcast. That's fine. Once we turn this off, I'm, I want access to the space laser. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Now, this this is like a special case, right? I the get laser? the boogeyman thing. No, no, no. The, well, okay, yeah. The, the, the space laser. No, put the space laser aside. And it's not like I'm trying to deflect about the space laser. Seems okay? like definitely, definitely not. Definitely not deflecting. Of the space laser thing, but you know, pe- people are trying to draw equivalency between her and AOC, and like, Whoa, oh, there we're, are pictures on the internet of this. I did not mean to check on Briss. Wow, that was too much. <laughs> Back away. <laughs> <laughs> it just popped up. Oh God, that was too much. That was too much. Whoa, yeah, you should. You should have left that. You should have left right, that. We're gonna the, shut uh, that down. Yep. I was just. It's called a Brit Mila. B r i t m i l a h. I'm not, I'm not going to Google it. I never will. Wow, it's a coming into circumcision. It's the Yiddish pronunciation is bris, bris. Mm. It's a religious. Yeah. Male oh, so, so to continue the analogy, all all circum all brises are circumcisions, but not all circumcisions are bris. Hmm. Interesting. Sis. It's all mutilation, though. Down with circumcision. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's a little weird. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> the concept is strange. It is. You know. It's very strange. It's it's mutilation, is what it is. I mean, look, it is what it is. But at the same time, you know, isn't the whole thing that God made us in His image, except for that one piece of skin hanging off your dick? You gotta cut it off. Cut it off. You know, that was a mistake. There's, there's some people who are traumatized by it. I believe it. So 
Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to derail. I just I was I clicked on these, Wikipedia these and then and then I uh, and then I hovered over a link accidentally as I'm reading this, and then a penis showed up on my screen, and that was not pleasant. I did not. That's not what I wanted. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. You you walked into it. You know. I did, and I should have known better. And yeah, um, it is what it is. So yeah. Okay. So anyway. People are trying to draw equivalencies between AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene. But the difference is, and I think it's a pretty fair difference, AOC never really endorsed killing anybody. No, not that let I Let alone members of Congress. I don't even and, know what she's considered for being out there for. She hasn't really threatened it. She's just young and like it's just because she's young seems to be the major issue with AOC. She's AOC? basically Oh, but she's, she's also in the she's because she's cut from the Bernie Sanders clause. She calls she's also part of the That's what I mean. But Bernie Sanders is Bernie Sanders is like she's not like the equivalent is not her. Like it's weird because Marjorie Taylor Greene is insane. I know. But I'm just saying this is this is these are analogies that will appear where oh you look at you just said CNN's turning her into a boogeyman they are but but it doesn't but mean that she's not insane right and as a boogeyman it it is kind of foretelling now are is CNN doing this kind of propping her up and making her more of a celebrity yeah I think so I think it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy in a way absolutely. Uh, because I mean, the same thing with Trump, like the same thing. Yeah, they kind of they're responsible for Trump being what he is because a lot of it is, well, anything that CNN says, I'm going to immediately go against and like and search out. So people hate watch CNN, just like I'm sure there's people on the other side who hate watch Fox News, right? So, absolutely. Anyway, we shouldn't get into uh, we shouldn't get into politics here. I got some political stuff to talk about later, and it's fun. I promise. Now, I've been wanting to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene for like the last month, but. I didn't even know she was until a couple days ago. Like, I don't care Uh, anymore. Politics, now that Trump's gone, I don't care about politics. It's nice. It's, uh, yeah, but it's interesting to hear about all this stuff with vaccine distribution. So I was just watching a little bit of uh, Chris Cuomo before this. He was saying, now we're we're vaccinating people faster than than people are getting sick, which is good. But it's still going to take a while. Still going to take a while. We're not even at 10% of the country. But, you know, we'll see how it picks up. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. I'm I'm waiting to get my shot. I'm looking for it. I'm I'm just randomly walking into needles and hoping one has the vaccination in it. Yikes! Yeah, I'm just saying. Just got to get it. Got to do my bit. I'm vaccinated um, and addicted to heroin. <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. Exactly. So I just got to roll the dice. Uh, yeah. So uh, otherwise, in in my world, thanks for asking. What did you make this weekend? Oh, well, I made a uh, chocolate, white chocolate chip Dutch baby. Made one of those. Because um, you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I could. And I think that's the closest thing to basically just eating a giant cookie for breakfast that, that I've ever like done. It. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think I've ever done anything quite as outlandish as that. Um, or egregious, but ba- it was it was really good. It was really good. Not a lot of sugar, except for the white chocolate chips. There's definitely a bunch of sugar in that. Um, but yeah, it worked out pretty well. And I also made a matcha banana bread. And I know what you're thinking: Are you going to French toast that stuff? <laughs> you're damn right I am. That's tomorrow. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 How's your uh, fake meat uh, stuff going? 
Your Satan. Uh, it's going Satan meat. It's just going a little slow because I've been busy on the weekend. Been doing stuff, but we're gonna get back into it. Must be nice. So the last yeah, thing I made was very good, stuff. but it's got a couple of tweaks I need to make to it. But it was good. It's good fake pork, but still, like the the coal is trying to get rid of a bit of that weedy of the wheaty wheat taste. That's the work. Wheat. W h e a t. Wheat. So it's trying to get rid of that taste because you're making oftentimes you're making fake meat fake meat out of wheat. That's a tongue twister. You know, um, so yeah, it's going good. Meat, bacon. It's really funny because everyone like there's that long time when everyone was raving about bacon. Bacon is one of the most overrated meats you could eat. It just is. I, I see. I'm with you to an extent. I love bacon. I, I love bacon. I I I've love bacon. bacon. Give me crispy bacon. That's it. Now I when you start putting when you do bacon in any other setting, I'm like. Do we need this? Come on. What are you doing? Like when you're throwing bacon in salads, when you're throwing them in omelets, omelets even like bacon in things, I'm like, doesn't need to be there. And just I, other- I never, I never am happy to see bacon show up when it's not on its own crispy on a plate. There's just better ham products than bacon. Now, when you say better, you mean better taste, better, better quality. Both. Better quality, better taste. Like, I'd much rather have a nice slice of ham mm-hmm. with breakfast or ham in an omelet than I would bacon. I'd much rather have a pork chop for dinner than bacon, right? Like, there's just better parts of the pig than bacon. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's better parts of a pig from a nutritional standpoint. By the way, all this talk, um, all that good Jew will you tried to build up before, it's gone. Well, you're the one talking about how much you love bacon, so you're gone too. I'm going to take your laser access. I I haven't eaten pork in two two and I a have, half years. I have I have certifiable proof of my breasts. When's the last time you ate pork? And wait, they took uh, pictures of your of your mutilation. I, I don't. I hope not. <laughs> Do you have pictures? No. Are you sure? You said you have certifiable proof. Then where's the proof? Where's the picture? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. I had bacon yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. You had bacon yesterday, and I haven't had bacon in two years. I am going to call the commission of the Jewish laser and get your card revoked and say, you know, look, I deserve that card more than he does. I do not eat bacon. I Wait, why? No, why would you try to get your? You think that as a as a snitch, the Jew, the Jewish laser, the Jewish space laser commission is going to give you a card. In exchange for revoking mine, is is that how you absolutely? Think this works? It's one. It's like a baseball Hall of Fame vote. When one, there's only so many access to the laser, and when you kick somebody else out, you have to give their access to the next person in line. But if, so if, if, de- if by definition, if you're if you're assuming that every Jew has access with uh, to our to the Jewish space laser, allegedly, allegedly, right? Not not confirming or denying this thing exists. But if that was the case, then how do you explain the mass quantities of Orthodox and Jewish kids being born per hour. Well, you they think, have to wait until for, somebody for every mass exodus of Jewish kid being born in an hour. There's a there's someone that dies, right? So when they die, well, you get I don't the think so. One. I don't think you. I don't think you understand the exponential reproduction of a Hasidic Jewish family. I don't think you understand the death of that same family either. Exponential growth. Means more people are being born than the family that preceded it. So 
<laughs> that's that's look, a lot look, of ground to cover. Look, Yahweh giveth and he taketh away. Yeah, we also have more people on this planet. Yahweh's got some catching up to do. You think that's what coronavirus was? Yikes. Of course. Yeah. Like, come on now. Like, like I know my people. Also, isn't Yahweh more of a I'm gonna burst out really stupid. Isn't Yahweh more of a Christian thing? No. Yahweh's a Jewish God. It's all in the first five books of the or is it all in the Torah. It's Yahweh. It's the God of the kingdom of Israel and Judah. You're just reading from uh, ancient.eu. <laughs> so, yeah, look, you know, <laughs> not, first, not even the definition that I said. Look, I'm look, just saying, I, I have I, one I, sin, I, but I have all my, no can I, more. Can I just be clear that in all of my Jewish studies, and by that I mean attending Hebrew school until I was bar mitzvah, to which I left, to which I stopped, it might have even been prior to that, but anyway. Uh, Yahweh was never a term that was referred to God as it was always God or Hashem. That was, Mm -hmm. that was the Jewish, uh, it sounds like you went through a fake bar mitzvah process. So another thing to add to the list for the laser, but anyways, look, pork, look, if you go God in Judaism, you, you can't Yahweh. Oh, here we go. Wait, there it is. I was like, wait a minute. I just did control F and didn't find it. Yahweh's in there, man. I, yeah, I get it. He's here. I know about my people. <laughs> You're people. mostly it's mostly <laughs> for the access to the laser. All right. I'll I'll talk to some people. Not that they exist about access to this alleged space laser. I'll do I'll, I'll make some calls and texts. But look, the fake fake meat's going good. I would say I'm leaning towards the 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 king recipe being a nice chicken recipe. A chick apostrophe in. Because you can't call it chicken, because then big chicken gets mad, just like with milk, right? They say almond milk's not milk because you're not milking anything, right? How do you milk an almond, right? That's all. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it is, you know, it's chick in, but it's good. Still going good. Still not eating meat. Feeling good. Feeling great. And yeah, there we are. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's get to some news. What do you say? Sure. You you got a story to throw into the I mix. I do because I, got, I guess because I I'm no stories. longer because I'm no longer abstaining from the news. This concept kind of breaks, so I've got a news story today. Okay. Cool. So my two that I have are Amazon are are based on Amazon and diamonds. More like singular diamonds. Let's do Amazon diamonds and then my story about mittens. Wonderful. Okay. Now mine are a little visual, so I'm gonna so I will read the headline and then I will send you the link. Okay. Here we go. Absolutely. Reading from The Verge. <clears throat> Amazon's next headquarters is a glass poop emoji covered in trees. <laughs> Arlington, Virginia wanted Amazon's HQ2, and they're getting this. So there's definitely gonna be a little uh, you know, little snark in this article. It's a, you know, it's one man's opinion. It definitely does. How would you describe yeah. this? Because you see the image now. It looks like an ice cream cone swarm more than poop. Like, yeah, but if it's brown, to be, but it's not brown. It's clear. Right. But if it was a brown ice cream cone, <laughs> then no, then I guess all ice cream looks like poop, unfortunately. So all brown ice cream does kind of look like poop. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, that's, uh, Just, that's where we are. And all green ice cream is unfortunately not matcha. That's one of the greatest sins that uh, this country's committed. Mint. Mint, right? 
It's uh, or pistachio. Most green ice cream is mint or pistachio. It's mint or pistachio, which is weird because pistachios aren't necessarily green. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's a bit of a weird jump. How did that happen? Why is because it should be more like a light brown? Why is pistachio ice cream green? Thanks, Google. While pistachio ice cream without an added color will will still taste like pistachio, the green color is added by yeah. I know how it's done. You don't say why. (laughs) Why is pistachio? yeah, I don't think. I green because they colored it green for some weird reason. So Where, Why is our pistachio? There we go. Yeah. Why is our pistachio gelato bright green? Pistachio gelato is one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Most gelato makers use some kind of pistachio paste to make their product. Generally speaking. Oh, you know why? Because the, the nuts themselves are green on the outside. Sure. Okay. I just need to look at a picture of pistachio before I got that. Like pistachio as a branding has got a green brand. Anyway, Amazon has unveiled the design for the next portion of its Arlington, Virginia headquarters. And one building stands out far from the rest, a swirling glass tower covered in trees that rises to a point above the city to above the rest of the city skyline. Amazon calls the building the helix because its corkscrew shape is supposed to take inspiration from the natural beauty of a double helix. It also, it must be said, bears a distinct resemblance to the swirling poop emoji, though with some healthier colors mixed in. Well, what do you mean healthier colors? To John's point, this is a glass. It's like all glass. It's like a big glass spiral. I actually think it's kind of cool looking. But I think it's cool looking too, to be honest. And I think this guy is just a jerk. Wow. Okay. Because now it's cool to hate on Amazon, even though Amazon gives you thousands and thousands of products with next day delivery. Shop at Amazon.com. Whoa, wait, is Amazon paying you to I say that? Confirm, I won't confirm nor deny. Like, what's your connection with Amazon? And are they on good terms with the with the alleged Jewish space laser corporation people? I will this might be a, this might be a conflict of interest because I would assume Amazon also has a space laser. That's why Jeff Bezos is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> to go to go finish the laser. <laughs> He does look like the kind of guy that would be invested. He, does. he looks like an evil villain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, st- he started looking like a guy that just loves book and he ended like a Jack Lex Luthor is what he looks like. Well, he looks like the Terry Savalas Blofeld. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. 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 If you don't know who that is, <laughs> look it up and you'll yeah, see I'm right. I'm 100% correct. Yeah, but he's jacked. He is. He is. He's yeah, but Terry Savalas was like one of the more imposing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It wasn't the guy. Well, the the actual from the Blofeld from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, that, that guy was a little bit bigger. He was played by. Give me a minute. Really? Come on. Who played? Just tell me. No. Yeah, that was the Terry Savalas one. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. He was big. He was he was more. He was more intimidating than the others. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Jeff, and the, again, for for those of you who don't know, it's basically that's what a lot of the Austin Powers stuff is based around these. Yeah, Doctor right? Evil is doing Dr. an impression of Doctor Savala of uh, Terry Savala's Doctor of uh, Blofeld. Here we go. On the inside, the Helix will be filled with a variety of alternative work environments that Amazon employees can use. On the outside, there will be two sets of spiraling paths dotted with local plants that you'll be literally that you'll literally be able to hike up. Though you may want to bring a water bottle, the renders seem to show stairs along the whole route, suggesting it's a steep path up. The building with will be 350 feet tall, according to the Wall Street Journal. Amazon says that it plans to offer public tours on weekends. Amazon has a similar standout structure in its Seattle headquarters. There, it has the spheres, 
three connected glass globes filled with greenery. Its design is echoed in the similarly glass and green helix, albeit at a much larger scale. The helix is still just a proposal, so Amazon will need to get local approval before construction on the building can start. The building and surrounding campus were were designed by the architect firm NBBJ. Along with the Helix, Amazon also unveiled plans for the campus around it. It's planning to construct three 22-story buildings around the Helix. Good Lord. Between them, Amazon plans to create a plaza filled with green space and a dog run that'll be open to the public. The company is planning to make room for retail stores and restaurants and, of course, food trucks. Of course, there'll also be a, be parking for 950 bicycles, according to the journal. The portion of the campus will be located at Penn Place with Arlington's Pentagon City neighborhood uh, within Arlington's Pentagon City neighborhood. The first phase of Amazon's Arlington headquarters located just to the south of Metropolitan Park was approved in December 2019. Construction is now underway on a pair of 22 story towers. Now, if you remember that was the end of the article. If you remember, though, this was there was like this competition, like Amazon was getting cities to compete, yeah. to just to, to determine where this Detroit new headquarters was on the list. Be. New York was on the list, and I think was it New York, New York where New York. AOC, yeah, was like, oh yeah, AOC killed it because originally it was going to go to uh, like Long Island City. Yeah, and she was like, "This is nonsense. Why are we? Why are we competing for these people to put this monstrosity?" In our city, while people are getting paid forty thousand dollars to ship Why? boxes over Christmas, this this is where capitalism raises some questions. And my question oh, really? is: This is it? <laughs> this is it? Well, no, because this is a question that is not what you'd expect. It's not like it's a bad thing. Well, maybe you could see it as such. But hmm. and how how far are we from like why why build this in a city? Why doesn't Amazon just build its own city? Like pick the middle of fucking nowhere. That's on a that's on some water that no one has that that no one's just that no one is building on. And you'd be like, yeah, boom, we're gonna build a city because they're basically building a a downtown in this. I, I think of like Bellevue, Washington. Like Bellevue is basically built by by Microsoft. You know, like why why have to deal with this? Like it says this. There's this line that says, oh, they gotta wait for uh, they gotta wait for approval. It's like just go to a place where you don't need approvals. Uh, why not? Why doesn't sweet? Sweet yeah. summer child. Amazon could just go anywhere they want and be like, do you not understand now. how rich people stay rich? Because they're not paying for this. The whole reason why this entire bid between all these cities, why these cities started having major backlash of, you know what, we don't want Amazon here, is because Amazon is often working like sports stadiums do. As in, it's a privilege for us to show up to your town, give me a tax incentive and a write-off, and I'll show up and build something here. So that's why. It's not because they can't afford to go into the middle of the desert or into the middle of space and build a company. It's because they don't want to pay for it. Because they're greedy. And this is where capitalism falls apart because of this. Because the taxpayer and, and the government officials get pats on the back from these corporations and handouts, and then me and you are paying for the poop emoji or the ice cream store, whatever you want to call this. And that that's why. That's exactly, like, they're not paying for this. Or if they are, it's at a heavily subsidized rate for saying, we're bringing jobs to your city. You owe us a cutback. And that's that's why. Right. You're right. So, You're yeah. Right. But at this <laughs> so, point, yeah. Amazon does have, I mean, post-COVID, 
Amazon's got to have more cash than any other company on the planet, right? Other than maybe Tencent. <laughs> I mean, it's up there. I mean, have you looked at the price of Amazon stock lately? No. I, look at the price. Just look at the price of what Amazon is worth. Or just what what their price? Yeah, what, what the stock? Because the stock is at Jesus Christ. Yeah, three thousand three hundred fifty-two. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. In one and year, by the way, it, and it's, yeah, it is what it is. A year ago, again, before COVID even really tanked, which was it, COVID started tanking stocks at the uh, about mid February last year, right? And before that, they were at two thousand. So it's gone up fifty percent in a year, which is pretty good by any metric. Yeah, but I, I like it's this is how Amazon Jeff Bezos got rich by doing stuff like this. And now he's gone. And the guy who runs the web services, that monster, is is going to be next. And they're gonna keep raping and pillaging everything else. Wow. And I appreciate Amazon. Amazon has made my entire life as far as buying things a thousand times better. So I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be a hypocrite and say down with Amazon. They make my life easier, but let's not pretend that Amazon is doing all these alt- altruistic things to make us all better. They're doing it to make money. How how prolific? I actually didn't. I never thought to ask you this, but like, how prolific is Amazon over there? And what is like in? Is it like what? Is, what is the mall life like in uh, in New Zealand? Is that a thing? Like, I, I always think about the difference between like whenever we went to Asian uh, Asian countries, the retail scene was alive. And then you come here, and and that's even in like cities where there's like malls. Like I think about the malls in uh, in in Hong Kong, which were crazy and beautiful. And then I think about how depressed all the retail life is here. And then again, thinking before COVID, and how it was getting because Amazon basically killed it all. So what's it like over there in New Zealand? So yeah, like I would say that we can get stuff from Amazon here. So like I've and mostly like books and things you can order, but you can order things. It's just, it's obviously you got to pay shipping and it's got to sit on a boat and come over here. So yeah, they, no, there's no local, there's no, New there's Zealand. no local Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Amazon is not locally here. Amazon. I think the closest we got was them opening something up in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I don't even okay. know if that happened to be honest. I don't know. Okay. So Amazon's not here. And I would say that the retail scene here is better than you would expect. And it's mostly because there's not a lot of competition for things here in New Zealand, right? So, like, if you want paint, there's, like, two places to go, right? So, like, it's not like you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people and stores and things for... I mean, this is why I think New Zealand has some of the worst customer service in the world. is because a lot of times, where else are you going to go, right? If you buy a Honda, there's normally, like, one Honda dealership within 50 kilometers of where you are. And if you don't like the service from this Honda dealership, you're kind of stuck with it. Because where else are you going to go? Toyota. So there's a lot of that going on where you don't really have options and choices like you have in the States where, hey, this guy decides not to do it. I'm taking my business somewhere else. Here they go, okay, cool. And then you find out there is nowhere else. And they go, okay, cool. You're back. Now you're just going to do You're going to pay what I told you to pay. Um, so you, you don't have that massive amount of competition because there's only 5 million people here. So I would say that the mall scene here is enough. The times I've been to the mall tend to be pretty busy. But I'm not going to say that online retail isn't starting to creep behind, you know, brick and mortar retail here as it's happening. It's getting there. And a lot of people order things from China. They order stuff from, was it, Alibaba or those types of sites stuff, right? Like stuff that you're willing to wait oh, yeah, for. Sure. Like if you're willing to yeah. wait for a month or two months to get something, you can order it online and just wait for it. If you want something now, you'll pay for it and you'll get it from someone local who happens to be importing it. And that's pretty much it. 
So yeah, so if Amazon was here, I think Amazon would crush everything. But Amazon, it's too small of a market for Amazon, right? Like Amazon is like, hey, why don't we come to New Zealand for? We can just go to Australia. Australia is easier, and there's more people. So it's just as far away. Fully functional uh, economy right now. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, you guys can have your little economy, which right now is based on like building houses and stuff. But you know, there's a lot of exporting trade here. A lot of wool, a lot of wine, a lot of exports are what make up the economy here. Dairy, right? We send a lot of dairy to China. China loves New Zealand dairy. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, so like Amazon building a facility or something probably wouldn't happen here because we wouldn't be able to give them the money that they wanted. And so Amazon goes, ah, it's not worth it if you're not going to heavily subsidize what we're doing. So we'll go somewhere else. All right. Well, yeah. I think building looks cool. Like I, yeah, I, I don't. I think the article is a little sensationalist to get people to click on it. Yeah, you know these liberal regs. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh man, what was the other thing I was going to say about this? Yeah, it does. It looks like something that would fit perfectly in Singapore. Yeah, or London. Because have you ever looked at London skyline recently? It's a mess. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, they got they got a bunch of those weird modern buildings. Yeah, yeah. It's a soup. It's a total mess. You've got like Big Ben, and then like this weird cone shaped building down the street from it. It's just odd. It's got like the most inco. Like it looks like half Dubai, half Old England. It's very strange to look at. Yeah, because they yeah that weird egg building thing is yeah. is kind of a standout. It's strange. It's one of the weirdest skylines I've ever seen. It's just, what it's is just that anyway? Odd. What is that egg building? I have no idea. Let's no see. Clue. London Egg Building. There you go. Probably some banking corporation. It is. What is the? No way. The gherkin. The gherkin. <laughs> like a pickle. Yeah, that's what it says. The gherkin. G H E R K I N. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's has... gherkin, and it popped up. So it's called the pickle. So it's literally a pickle. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there what's you go. In it? Oh, I guess it's got a whole bunch of stuff. It's not so like. Can you live in the gherkin? Uh, yeah. No, it's home. To, it's and home to offices, a restaurant, and a cocktail bar. So no, it's mostly just offices. I must say, Can't, it's a uh, pretty cool looking. There's a couple of cake shops in here. There's uh, yeah, you could you can leave some space in there. Well, if we ever move to London, let's go get space in the Gherkin. Why? Oh, okay, you can live there. Or are you saying if there's office space there? There's office space. Yeah. Okay. So Hunton and Williams, JDA, Kirkland and Ellis, Regis, Standard Life, Sutherland Goble, Swiss Re. So a lot of banks are in the are in the Gherkin. That means it's expensive. Yes. We could sub we could sublet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well that's funny though. I would have not the Gherkin is a very funny uh it's a funny word, Gherkin. But yeah, their yeah, skyline like if you look at the image of their skyline, it's a real mess. It's like you can see this is like old English town and then this weird little hub of super glass modern buildings. So yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about diamonds. Um, do you know who Lil Uzi Vert is? I've heard the name. I don't know who he is, but he's a rapper. Yeah. All right. Buckle so up I'm one. old at this point, but I know that yeah. he's a rapper, Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know a song from Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what he looks like. I assume he looks like every other rapper. He's most likely got locks it a different color don't don't google it yet i haven't googled it he's probably got he's he's probably got tattoos on his neck and his hands like i know little uzi vert little uzi vert has been cloned a thousand times (laughs) so and he's he was born in the 90s at some point either 90s is it like a rule that you have to you have to start with lil at a certain age and then you have to drop it or yeah because then it'll just be uzi is there a 
Yeah, is there a big Uzi Vert? His dad. His <laughs> big Uzi Vert. <laughs> right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You would assume something like that. No, shut up. God damn it. I don't understand when anyway. I got I got my iPad is next to me and Siri just popped up for no reason. Because Siri's and always listening. So is Google. Okay, here's the headline. Lil Uzi Vert pierced his forehead with a $24 million pink diamond. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please send me an image of this. Oh, uh, I said to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can find more of them. You can find better images. I'm reading from Vulture. Because this is oh, this wow. is uh the brevity is here. And yeah, so we'll we'll get into it. Let me just read this and then and then we can dig in. Okay. <laughs> well, the no, country's this, yeah. this is why you wanted me to save this. <laughs> yes, oh. this is why. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, you're putting it together now. You're putting <laughs> yeah. it together. All right, continue. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes deliver. So <laughs> while the country this one this one paid off for me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy it did. While the country's leaders procrastinate on a on sending stimulus checks to those in need, let's check in with the uber wealthy rapper Lil Uzi Vert unveiled went in with Lil rapper Lil Uzi Vert unveiled his brand new forehead piercing this afternoon, complete with a massive sparkling pink diamond. On January 30th, he tweeted that he has been paying for the natural pink stone for tw- since 2017. For a grand total of $24 million, quote, it's almost, it's 10, almost 11 carats, and quote, he's clarified for fans. I'm sure they were wondering. On Wednesday, he posted footage of his fresh piercing, which is right on his forehead, pointing pointing down towards his spectrum, spe- septum piercing. By the way, um, I know it feels like I'm, it sounds like I'm struggling a lot to read through it, but the formatting of this article is awful. <laughs> And I'm and I'm I am struggling. (laughs) That's why (laughs) we'll admit we'll admit in in initial videos of the body mod. It looks off center. Rather, (laughs) rather than line, rather than line up with his face, tattoos and nose, it leans to the right. The Internet, righteous in its bitterness, immediately began to clown the man and his WandaVision cosplay. But Uzi logged on to explain that the diamond is actually centered brokies. Quote, y'all keep talking about it's off. It still has a long bar in it so it can move because of the swelling. And quote, he explained in his Instagram story, quote, when it goes down, it gone be right there. And quote, I'm just reading it as it's written. It's relieving to hear, if not for the state of society, at least for the state of Lil Uzi's face. At last last year, his second album, Eternal A Take, debuted. I'm assuming that's how that's that's what we're saying here. Debuted at number one on the Billboard 2000. Shows how out of the loop we both are. On the <laughs> Billboard 200. Then a week later, he dropped Eternal A Take Deluxe Love L Capital L U V versus The World 2, a sequel to his 2016 mixtape, Lil Uzi Vert versus The World. He may have taken over the globe, but what will he do when Thanos comes to collect? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, this is kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, Let me mute this and watch this. uh, This is hard to look at. It's it creepy. Is. And the it's video really... was very awful to watch. I had to mute my browser as well. And it I made just me want to throw yeah. up because it's not stable. <laughs> yeah, Almost yeah, it's like very, it's a lot of... Bert himself. It's not yeah. stable. <laughs> what? 
why why do this <laughs> i mean why not <laughs> i guess it's the i can think question. of a lot of reasons not to it's yeah. the it's like pockets exist so you can put your wallet in it and now you're putting 24 million dollars right on your forehead <laughs> i mean it's, it's just very similar to my comment today and we can probably i guess talk about this when we were talking about uh wandavision right and Vision has this stone in the middle of his forehead. And I was like, what a terrible place to hide your most precious stone. You're not hiding it. No, that's my point, is that you're not hiding it at all. And no wonder someone comes through and plucks it out of your forehead. And I believe that little Uzi Vert is going to have the same problem soon. Is that someone will come to come up to him and snatch this diamond, this $24 million diamond, out of his forehead. Because why? if you had nothing to lose, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd i give it a it, go. How old is Lil Uzi Vert? I mean, he can't be older than, than 26, 27. He's 26. You nailed it. There you go. Yeah. He can't be older than, right? So. Yeah. Um I don't know. I got I got a lot of questions. Got a lot of questions. Like you get something like this done. It's the same thing with the tattoo, right? Like you're 26. Let's say you lift. Let's say you. Let's say you facial tattoos. Like I'm 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 cool. He can do what he wants to. It's just the face tattoos. It's like the words on your face. It just looks like eventually you got like skin discoloration. Lil Uzi lives to 80, right? Let's make that assumption. Of course, and he looks exactly like this, just 80. And I guess he thinks it's gonna be cool at 80. Maybe it will be. Like what? Yeah, it just looks like someone's been scribbling on his face is what it looks like. Yeah, but the diamond thing is nuts. I guess do you think he keeps it there? No, I think it comes off at some point. Because I, I can also just... I can also imagine this getting highly infected. <laughs> he said he said it's in the healing process now, so I guess we'll find out, right? He said he said that's why it's off center. So when this thing heals and it just becomes a part of his head. Someone's had to yeah. have done this before, but maybe just not with a stone this big. I don't want to Google big. it. It's a big stone. It's, it's like big. yeah. I'm trying to figure out the size to explain it to. It's got to like be like at least of, an at least an inch tall, right? It's like the size of a quarter. Yeah, it's bigger, but it's like long. It's you know what it is? It's like one of those smash pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you put, <laughs> if you put if you put a quarter and two pennies into a machine, this is what you get. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what you're looking at. And it but it protrudes out. Yeah, and then he's got this ring, this pinky ring, which to me is more impressive. That thing is huge. He can't play hockey either. With that forehead. The helmet, the helmet won't, won't, won't work. You need a you need a custom helmet. Yeah, it's the pinky ring, it's the diamonds on the ears. He just kind of looks like a a walking mark. It feels like this is where you'd go to try to make a quick come up. And this is why dudes like this eventually, unfortunately, perish too soon. He's going to need, I hope that he, you know, most of these guys, they, they walk around with like a posse, right? They got, they got a, they got an entourage of people. Right? Uh, if you go to his Instagram page, there is a drawing of him with this diamond on his head. How's it look? Does it look good? Uh, the drawing is a little weird. Um, but yeah, he's got this giant diamond in the middle of his forehead. Because that's just what you do, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't have many words for this because it's just odd, and this shows to me why the gaps between generations are going to become smaller and smaller. Because twenty six is not that different from my age. 
But no, God, does it feel like we're complete, two completely different universes of human beings? Like people who were stars when I was twenty six were not little Uzi Vert. No, no, they weren't putting is, diamonds in their head. This is something else. This is um, this is concerning. But my point about the entourage was: I hope I hope he has a well taken care of entourage and a lot of them, so that he can always be protected. Because yeah, because he's gonna need it. Exactly. That's that's kind of my point. Oh, I see. His profile picture is the is the thing with the diamond. Yeah. Yes, it's the diamond in his forehead. So there you go. Well, I, I hope he can keep it in there. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I only wish the best for people. I don't I don't wish ill on yeah, anyone. Yeah, this is what he wants to do, then bless him, right? Go for it. I wouldn't do it, but yeah, no, I'm not gonna no. stop you from putting a diamond in the middle of your forehead, do you think? Yeah, exactly. You're not hurting anybody, do your thing, but I, I do worry for your safety. Especially, yeah, so think about how old you are. Like, all right, is is that entourage always going to be around when you're a 60-year-old man and you're frail and you're brittle? And this diamond is in the middle of, it's embedded in your forehead and like vision. Then, yeah, exactly. And then some some young punk is just like, payday, old man. <laughs> he just rips it right out. And then little, little, and then little Uzi, what's the opposite of a vert, vertical? So little well, vert Uzi. Is, vert, is, vert is green. Right? right, so the the opposite of green on the uh, is is red. So, so little rouge, little little Uzi Rouge is gonna come through and snatch this diamond out your forehead. And what are you gonna do? I guess you just let him have it. I mean, what what are Wait, you supposed to do? It just seems like, yeah. little, it seems like a I would expect yeah. that by give it a month, and that thing will be out of his forehead. One month? Yeah, I think I'll, he I'll takes take the over. Month. I'll take the over. Yeah, I just I just think it's it looks painful. All right, we'll check in. We'll check in and see if Lil Uzi Vert still got the diamond on uh, March fifth. I've been wrong before. Won't be the first time. All right, we'll take the over. Cool. Well, let's hear about let's hear about these mittens. So, this is a very New Zealand story. This is a very Wellington story. And okay, do it in a New line. Zealand accent. Do it in an accent. I can't. I, I need to form my New Zealand accent because we're getting to the point where I just want to be able to mock people better. <laughs> wow. Would you say that at this point I'm better at imitating a New Zealand accent? No, your New Zealand accent is horrible. It's bad. It's bad because at some point it involves deck. You mean deke? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I'm going to read this and then there's going to be some explaining that needs to be done, right? So Celebrity cat found mittens. Wow, what a terribly written article. Celebrity cat found mittens found unharmed after kidnapping. So it should be celebrity cat named mittens found unharmed after kidnapping. Okay, cool. So, celebrity, wait, so there's a celebrity cat named mittens. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm so on do you have any questions about mittens before I read this article? Or do you want me just to get into it and then I can explain the phenomenon of mittens to you? It's like an old cat. He's an ugly cat. We've had discussions about this with Al. So, you know, what? being a celebrity cat, he's, he's kind of an, he's kind of an ugly. I gave, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. That's why I said he was old. He's, not, he's an ugly cat. He's not, he's not one of those. He's not a, he's not a cute grumpy cat. cat. He's not a, he's not, what's another cute cat? Like there's other you know cute what? He's cat. not, it's not an ugly cat. It he's looks just like, a cat. you know what it is? Cat. It looks like an old, it looks like a man cat, you know? Yeah, like, I don't, got, just, he's got a man face. He's got a long man face. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So. He's got he's got a bad case of man face, for better or worse. For better or worse. I say for worse, but you know, the different opinions. You know, I'm sure someone loves this cat. Yeah. 
God so bless. I'm, I'm going to read this. Not someone, and that's the thing. It's not someone. This cat is a celebrity. So Mittens, the famous Wellington cat, has been found unharmed after he was seen being put in a car and driven away on Thursday night. Who's the more Turkish famous, and- this cat or Lil, Lil uh, Vert X? Or Lil Vert? Lil <laughs> Luke Vert. <I> <laughs> wow, you are name. old. Lil Vert X. Well, I guess if you're going to be a rapper, it's Lil Vert X. <laughs> this, is, this is not cut together. We literally just stopped talking about that two minutes ago. <laughs> that I already forgot the fucking name of the guy. <laughs> Lil Vert X. Uh, Lil Vert X is probably more famous, but Mittens is close. So... <laughs> The Turkish Angor, famous for wandering around the Wellington CBD, which is the central <laughs> business district, and his ultra-friendly demeanor caused a flood of concern after a photo of the incident was posted on Wellington community Facebook group called Vic Deals. The person witnessed a feline being picked up and put into a car by, and, and in quotes, two young guys in hoodies at around 9 p.m. on Dixon Street. Whoever just picked up mittens and put him in your car and drove away, we saw you do this, and we have photos of your vehicle, and we are reporting you to the police and SPCA now, they wrote. The guy in the red hoodie jumped out of his car, ran to pick him up with his friend, and then jumped back in his car and sped off. But within 20 minutes, mittens' owner, Silvio Brunsma, was able to locate his cat and bring him home. Brunsma posted on Facebook on Thursday night, mittens was all safe at home. Thank you for those who helped look out for Mittens tonight. Great to see the community spring into action, he wrote on Facebook. It is very disappointing that someone who th- someone thought it was okay to casually pick up someone's cat to take back to their flat in their car. But, Bruce, but Brunsma said this was not a hurtful move, but just came out of pure misjudgment. No malicious intent, but clearly lacks common sense in making that error in judgment. Thank you all and sleep well. The Feline's fans were very relieved to hear. I was literally not going to sleep like you and everyone else on this page till he was home. So grateful for this outcome and well done to all of Mitten's protectors. I love this community. One person, one person community. This article is terrible. (laughs) Mitten's needs a bodyguard. Another commented. Possum news can finally relax. So do you have questions about Mitten's? Yeah, I got a few. Yeah. So I, why is he famous? Is it a he? So Mittens is this guy's cat, right? So in New Zealand, and this is one of the things, and I, apparently a lot of countries do this, where your cats are allowed just to roam outside free, right? Like, you can pretty much, your your cat can come and go like a 17-year-old. <laughs> okay. So this cat, this is this guy's cat, and he, apparently this guy moved to Wellington five, six years ago, and... His cats are just outdoor cats, right? So they come home at night, but during the day, they leave, and they wander around. Now, this cat apparently wanders around all the way into the city, and so people started taking pictures of him, of like, hey, there's this cat. He's sleeping on a bed at the bed store. Oh, look, here's the cat. He came into our university, and now he's in one of our classes. Oh, look, here's the cat. He's at a cafe. He fell asleep in the window. So this cat has just been wandering around the city of Wellington, is probably as long as I've lived here. Um, and people go on Facebook. They take pictures with him. They pose with him. They have merchandise. I'm going to see if I can find the page, the Wonderful World of Mittens page. There's a Mittens of Wellington Instagram page. It looks like the actual It might Instagram be. It's itself. the Facebook page. The Facebook By the way, page I, is... I sent it to... Send me that one as well, because I sent this to Brittany via text and just asked her, is this a cute cat? And I'm interested to see what she says. So there's a Facebook page that you have to join. I'm not a member of this page. Alice is. 
everyone loves mittens. I'm one of the other people who are just like, you know, look, I've got a problem with mittens. Okay. You now, mittens, okay. mittens existence bothers me. So this cat has been given the key to the city. Right? So they've given this, this cat the key to the city. This cat has shown up at all sorts of random things. I think the cat went to the strip club one time. Like, the cat just sort of roams around. That's just what he does. We, and I, my very first time seeing this cat, as I was, we were doing something, I was walking along the waterfront, and all of a sudden, Alice goes, it's men's! And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, you are, and I'm sitting here looking at her like, I can't, like, if I made life decisions that I regret. And then she starts going, and then she shows me this page of basically this cat and all these people taking pictures of this cat. And this cat literally is just everywhere. This cat will walk into people's homes. This cat will just wander around. And so everyone loves mittens. Walk around mittens like is, it owns the place. Mittens was up for person or animal of the year this year from Wellington because he got the key <laughs> of the city. What? And so this was a giant scandal. Someone tried to kidnap mittens. They tried to steal mittens. And here's the problem I have, right? Your cat is just roaming around the city. Your cat's walking into traffic. Your cat's walking into random stores. And then someone tries to steal your cat. And then you want to get on Facebook and prophesize about someone when someone tries to steal your cat. As far as I'm concerned, that cat belongs to the streets. It's our cat. If you want your cat, your cat should stay at home. It's our cat. So it because when like- your cat comes around and starts killing, they've got pictures of mittens like killing mice and killing birds. He's killing yeah, stuff. That's what like- you do there with hammers, right? Yeah, no, those are the other things. Now. There's okay, no bigger. possums, right? Yeah. Okay, fair so enough. So cats in Wellington, in New Zealand in whole, kill more native birds than any other thing here. Cats are a menace. So like, look, I'm like all hippie, for cats being able to roam outside. I'm, I'm not against cats being able to roam outside. But this cat, this cat, has taken liberty with this freedom. And as far as I'm concerned, Mittens was asking for it. Wow. So you think these were like um, some sort of like eco extremists who wanted to send a message? I think it was Antifa. Well, <laughs> yeah, it probably was. I hear they hate cats. <laughs> I blame Antifa. No, look, I, I don't. I don't. Just the the existence of mittens and. Funny thing, a, a little inside of this podcast. I often play a character most of the time. I don't really think about mittens. Mittens is fine, <laughs> but it's more funny to be up in arms about mittens because it's a cat, right? Um, but no, mittens walks around. And he does what he wants, and so two people tried to steal him. But this page that you have to basically—it's a the sixty-six thousand people subscribe to this, and literally, it's just days and days and days of people basically being like, "Oh my god, I came to Wellington. I saw mittens. My life is complete." And Price they're posing with mittens. Story. They got the they got the cat back in twenty minutes. Didn't take long, right? Because people are out there watching. Like people are stalking this cat. This cat is literally just wandering about in his in just doing whatever he wants to. He's got a he's got an official song. His song what? was number one, and his song was number one in the, in the New Zealand iTunes charts. So ten people downloaded the song. And yes, that was exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, here here it is. Here's the celebrity cat mittens in quotes his fluffiness. Awarded key to the city by Wellington's mayor. Now, our mayor is a real joker down here. He's a real <laughs> clown. Basically, Peter Jackson decided that he wanted a mayor. And so yeah. he told, he asked, they actually sent us an email at work. And we're like, hey, go out there and uh, support the mayor. And I was like, I'm not supporting anybody. Where would you and, put uh, Yeah, this guy ended up winning mayor. So this guy 
Andy Foster. This cat is like. Guess what you're going to give any. You know, I'd trust this cat with the key to the city more so than any other cat. <laughs> I mean, he looks quite regal, right? He looks like a man cat. Grown yeah, man. exactly. He really does. I just don't have a better explanation other than he. it looks like um, like if Lars von Sydow was a cat, he'd look like this. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the first non-human to receive the key to the city. And other See, why can I pull like, like that is the dude's name, right? Lars von Sydow. Did I just yes. make that up? No, I think no, that's his name. I, no, that's wrong. So what's his I'm name? Right. Max von Sydow. That's who it it's was. Close enough. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's close enough. So yeah, look, if you're a cat fan and you love seeing cats and you want to see pictures, go find the wonderful world of mittens, whatever the name of this page is. The Wondrous Adventures of Mittens. Go join this page and you can see where I live. <laughs> no, if you're a fan of cats, follow follow Merlin the cat. Well, follow this cat, too. Follow Mittens and find Merlin, whoever the hell Merlin the cat is. Look up Merlin the cat. He just always looks pissed off. All. I, thought that was, I thought that was grumpy. Whoa, whoa. This is grumpy cat to another level. This cat is pissed. <laughs> Merlin the cat's the best. You want a good cat to follow, you follow Merlin, all right? Fuck Mittens, all right? I said it. Hey, that's hey, not a character. That's coming from the heart. That's the truth. Be- <laughs> Hard truth. Mittens sucks. Merlin would beat the shit out of Mittens. He wouldn't take any of your nonsense. If he, he would be charged with kidnapping before they got him. <laughs> oh no, Merlin's doing the kidnapping. If you were to make if you were to make a TV series, Mittens <laughs> would be the hero and Merlin would be the villain <laughs> because this cat looks pissed. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah it's great it's great merlin uh, wow this merlin cat is cat. mad yep yeah because the grumpy cat is there's nothing on has nothing on merlin wow this cat is just looks he's got piercing <laughs> blue eyes wow this this was worth it today look at this cat this cat is upset <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow yeah so there you is. go yeah it merlin's is. probably not allowed to roam outside though right so uh, no, yeah, there, there's some pictures of him outside in the wild. Like, no, like outside, like in the city. Like, like Mittens like jumps in people's cars. Like this cat is about that life. No, Mer- Merlin's Merlin's only jumping in your car if he's got somewhere to go, <laughs> or if he, or if he's coming to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. To play some to play some bricks on the accelerator. Yeah. When you're not <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you should look up Merlin the cat. I agree. Merlin looks pissed and his owner looks so so friendly. Yeah, they're so happy. <laughs> All the fish. And, and Merlin sometimes shows up with some friends too. It's interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> Just Merlin lives an interesting life. Well, there you go. So look at that. Cats. Uh yeah, Mittens is home safe, but at the same time, Mittens should probably be on the lookout. Should probably a bit more better better self-awareness or awareness of his surroundings. It's not a safe world out there. Do you think Wellington is Wellington an easy city to be mayor of? Yes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. We'll leave it right yes. there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I could run for mayor and probably win. I'm serious. Oh, I, I really believe do it. that. I think it. I could run for mayor and that I'd have a solid chance of winning. And first thing you do is give the key to the city to Merlin. Even if he's not in New yes. Zealand, the country, I would still do that. Just to be like, oh, oh, we're getting we're giving keys to cats now. Well, here you go. <laughs> yes. I give it to all the other I give it to Merlin. I give it to uh Bo the Pomeranian. <laughs> or Boo. Yeah, well, Bo, Boo's dead. Boo's, That's all right. Uh, posthumously. Give okay. it to him posthumously. 
yeah, like an honor, honorable. And then I just um, taint mittens. It's very like the like the honor, like the Medal of Freedom, right? That now doesn't mean anything because Trump gave it to all sorts of nut jobs. So <laughs> that's what we'll do with the key of the city. Won't mean anything. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's move over to some reddish Jewish, blackish Jewish. I was going wow, to you messed that up. You want to say that reddish, again? Reddish, bluish, blackish Jewish. All right. You said Jewish twice for the laser. Yeah, you're right. Shh, shh. No, there's, there is no laser. I will not promise that, but I, I assure you at this moment, there is no laser. Um, all right. So I was going to include this in the news, but it's it's a little politically. So uh, we, that's a word. Why not? Reading from Axios. David Hogg. Do you know who this is? No idea. Okay. David Hogg. If you remember from the Parkland school shooting, David Hogg, along with kind of led a bunch of other students to start March for Our Lives which is like the political movement against, I mean, trying to um, basically becoming a lobbyist group for um, for gun control rights. Yep, sure. Okay. David Hogg launching competitor to Mike Lindell's MyPillow. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is, a quick, this is a quick article, so I'll just, I'll just burn right through it. March for Our Lives. I think this is also the first time I've used Axios as a source, and they actually seem pretty like straight down the middle, which is nice. Never so, heard of him before. So do you remember that interview with Trump where that guy just, where there's like a lot of memes of this dude, like checking his notes and making faces? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan Swan. If you ever get a chance, it's a great, it's a great interview. Um, anyway, March for our lives. Co-founder David Hogg tweeted on Thursday that he and his software developer, William Legate are launching a pillow company to compete against my pillow, which is led by Trump supporter CEO, Mike Lindell. So driving the news, Lindell is one of former president Trump's most adamant defenders and has repeatedly shared substantial unsubstantiated conspiracy theories about the election since president Biden took office. Lindell has a tumultuous interview with Newsmax earlier this week, where anchors attempted to block the CEO from reiterating conspiracies about 2020 election. He refused. Dominion Voting Systems also sent a cease and desist letter to Lindell last month and ordered him to to preserve all documents related to the company. Lindell told Axios in response, quote, I want Dominion to put up their lawsuit because we have 100% evidence that China and other countries use their machines to steal the election, end quote. Department of Justice has found no evidence to support Lindell's claim about Dominion voting systems or widespread voting fraud. Details. Hogg wrote that he and Legate hope to, quote, sell $1 million of products within our first year, end quote, and to launch in about six months. Quote, we would like to do it sooner, but we have strict guidelines and sustainability and U.S.-based union producers, end quote, Hogg added. Quote, Mike isn't going to know what hit him. This pillow fight is just getting started, end quote. What they're saying, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, told Axios in, in a text Thursday morning, quote, good for them. Nothing wrong with competition that does not infringe on someone's patent, end quote. That's it. That's the story. Wow. Um. Yeah, sure. I mean, is my pillow making a bunch of money? Oh, my pillow is uh pretty huge. Yeah, is um, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wait, my pillow has a stock. They're not a publicly traded company. There's no way. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, who's buying my? I didn't hear of my pillow until hey, the my pillow guy is nuts, and I'm like, who is my pillow? Oh yeah, they sold it all over the place. It was it was pretty it was pretty big. I'm trying to think. Um, here we go. So reading from Wikipedia. The company, 
The company's success took off after an infomercial in October 2011. The 30-minute show was shot in one day in front of a live studio audience and cost $500,000 to produce and launch. In a September 2013 infomercial, as of September 2013, the infomercial was running an average of 200 times per day on local and national networks. Since the first ad, my pillow has sold more than how many pillows do you think they sold? Since October 2011. I mean, I have no idea how popular this thing is. Like, I mean, it's obviously popular enough. So a million pillows. You want to try again? Five million pillows. I don't know. How many pillows does one need? (laughs) Well, think about how many people are in the country. So there's 300 and and 50 million people. Give or less. 365, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone needs a pillow. Yep. I would say half the country buys their pillows from Walmart or Target or something. Now, they do and sell these pillows. As of recently, they sold them in Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know how long they've done it, though. And we're talking about the 20% like off coupon? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let me tell you something about that fucking coupon, all right? Because I, I bought something for my sister, um, and and I, and I they gave me the coupon. It, it, it just completely voided the coupon for this thing. What? I've never seen a coupon not be valid. Like Here's that's what the it thing was. about it Bed was Bath for, Beyond. It was, it was for like a baby item for her. And it was for like a baby monitor. And yeah, they were like basically if you look at the the coupon restrictions, it's like all baby related shit. It's like yeah, nope. Like if you're shopping at Bed Bath Beyond and not using a coupon, they are taking you for a ride. Yeah, well. Always use a coupon get, when you shop. I still, at got, I still got three. I still got three percent points back from Chase. All right. So, how many pillows do you think they've sold in the last nine years? I mean, five million pillows is a lot of pillows. I mean, I, I, so yeah. look. Okay, fine. You tell me I'm wrong. Ten million. Ten million pillows. You're still wrong. Thirty million pillows. No way. Get out of here. Yeah. He's thirty. 30 he's sold more than thirty million pillows and grown from fifty employees to one thousand five hundred. What? In July 2015, Lindell and MyPillow sponsored an attempt to set a new Guinness World Record for the world's largest pillow fight at a St. Paul Saints at a St. Paul Saints baseball game. The fight featured 6,261 participants, participants beating a previous record of 4,201. In May 2018, Lindell and MyPillow again broke the Guinness World Record for the world's largest pillow fight, this time at the at the Evangelistic Pulse Movement event held in the U.S. Bank Stadium after Lindell led over 45,000 people in prayer. This guy's like a huge religious dude. That's why like on the uh, on all those commercials, you could see that really oddly tight um, uh necklace cross that he's wearing which hangs right over the collar like it's not hanging down like a necklace will but it's like right there like like it should like where the knot of a tie should be that's where it is and so it's pretty prolific in those ads he just looks like he just looks like john ham if john ham gained like 70 pounds well the interesting thing about mike lindell this this is the sad part about mike lindell because if you take away the last year the guy's story is actually pretty interesting because he's got like this autobiography because he, he was like a crackhead. Apparently, he was a crack addict <laughs> and then found this pillow company. I mean, and now all of a I sudden mean, he's making. I'm not uh, surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all that he used to be a crackhead. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, all right. Good for this dude. But at the same time, all the shit he's doing now is like, all right, you're you're off your rocker. So yeah, now my pillow CEO did, talks about beating crack addiction and building a successful company. Wow. 
his his book, he wrote a book um which was called what the hell is his uh, it, the actual title of the book references. Yeah. What are the odds? From crack addict to CEO. That's the full title of his book. That came out last that came out in 2019. So he, uh, but yeah, he's been on a bit of a tear. They suspended him from Twitter. They also suspended the My Pillow account from Twitter because he kept trying to post things through that. Um, these guys really dig in; like they actually believe this stuff. That it goes deep. And now, as a result, David Hogg, this this dude's smart. He's a smart kid because I mean, he's now but saying, at the same ride, time, I'm, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at what's My Pillow is just memory foam that's been like shredded. Yeah, apparently it's not very good. I mean, some people, I guess, some people like it, but. You have to, you have to like so I mean, I feel like you making another pillow wouldn't be hard. Maybe it's the patent you'd have to get around, and this guy seems litigious, right? Very litigious. That he I has the money to go. Yeah, you can buy my pillow in New Zealand. You gonna go get one? Don't get one. This website looks awful. Yeah, it's probably like an as seat to. Yeah, it's exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and it's always this dude hugging his pillow, like even in the. Even in the commercials, he's always Trump hugging the, hugging the flag. The that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's where he got the idea from. Yeah, but he's All been right. doing well, good this. Good luck to this kid. Yeah, I mean, I just saw. I just saw. Was was he? Was she the one? Was he the one that Marjorie Taylor Greene was like chasing down the street of like yeah. tell the people that it's fake. Tell people yeah. that that Parkland never happened. Same guy, same kid. Yeah. the The interesting thing about that. So the interesting. Just talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene for a minute because the the. I thought the videos of her, specifically the ones chasing down David Hogg, were interesting because if someone's putting themselves out there on a on a in a public forum and in the public space, then you open yourself up to to public ridicule, regardless of how over the top it is. So when they're like, she's chasing down a teenager, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not just any teenager. It's the guy who's literally leading a march of like hundreds of thousands of people. And turn and making a movement and actually like putting himself out there in the public. So it's not just it's not like she just chased down some random kid. Yeah, but she's literally chasing down a survivor of a school shooting, though. Like that's that's a little excessive, though. Like even though you put yourself, I would argue he wouldn't be in the public light if some kid didn't come in and shoot up his school, right? Like that seems a little unfair to say. Oh, well, he's in the public eye; he should be willing to take this. It's like uh, he got put in the public eye, just like it's the not, okay. So it's let like me, the let young clear, woman my, who was coming out there and being in those marches. She was kind of forced into that because someone came and shot up her school. Yeah, my so I I'm more coming down on CNN's reporting of it, which by is saying him a kid by like she's harassing a teenager. But he's I like would I would add I would add context to which teenager it was. Wow. Okay. Sure. Picking a weird, uh, weird road to go down here. <laughs> I know I, I shouldn't go too far down it. Anyway, but all I'm saying is like I, I they were just like, yeah, she's chasing those teenagers. Chris Hunt's guy, yeah, okay, not not cool. And I, I support all the stuff this guy does, and I and Marjorie Taylor Greene is a wacko, but simultaneously, she's she's now following somebody who is. You know, like I said, prominently in the public sphere, so you open yourself look, up. To I would say as, it's one thing as, if she was challenging as him, and stupid as it is. Look, I would say it's one thing if she was challenging him on like gun reform or like an actual issue, but not on the fact that did you fake the school shooting? Like, did you or <laughs> did you perpetuate a fake lie that the school shooting? I forget what she said. There's a term for it that she used of false like, flags. 
yes, it's a false flag so you can get rid of guns. It didn't really happen, did it? Like, come on. Like, it's one thing if it's like, hey, your policy on gun control sucks. Even if you use harsh language, it's fine, right? Hey, your policy sucks, David. You you know, what? do you believe in the Second Amendment, David? Do you believe in people's right to protect themselves, David? You can badger some kid all you want because you're just a jerk. But when you're yeah. asking him, like, hey, did you fake the school shooting like you faked the moon landing type of stuff? Like, that's too much. So, yeah, like CNN, yeah, sure, it's a little sensationalist, but... Every, that's what they all do. We just read an article about, you know, the poop emoji being an Amazon <laughs> building. It's like, that's just what the news is. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's going on. This guy's making a pillow. Michael is trying to fill the void of my pillow. But I, buy his know, pillow? The pillow, no, the, it, the pillow game is a tough game. It, it's got to be a tough game to enter, right? Like everybody, it's so many pillows. Many sleepless buying nights. A, buying pillows is probably a very difficult is, is a difficult process like i found i have pillows they work just great i have a i have a tempur pillow i love it and that's how i sleep on every night i don't i, I don't buy need whatever pillows, pillow is middle of the price range at any department store so i look at the pillow i look at the cheapest one i look at the most expensive one and i pick the one in the middle that's why you sleep like shit <laughs> i sleep great i sleep like a baby of all people in this earth i sleep i could i've slept through earthquakes I believe I've slept through power outages and tornadoes. I can sleep through anything. I sleep like a rock. So I don't sleep like crap. I get wonderful nine, 10 hours a night. I wake up super early and I go to sleep the minute my head hits the pillow. So I sleep great. Good. Glad. Got nothing on your mind. Just it seems like you don't sleep well. well. And I I'm sorry sleep. for that. I sleep I'm sorry that your pillows know. aren't servicing you. Maybe you should buy his pillow instead of my pillow. <laughs> Where did you, you think he calls it that? Your yeah, pillow. I hope he does. Our pillow. Maybe. Dude, make our it our pillow. pillow just to stick it to him. This is the community. I mean, he immediately started using the buzzwords like sustainability, which makes me go, oh, your pillow sucks. But, you know, <laughs> see, see how it is. Like, we're building yeah, a you're, sustainable pillow. You're like, everything sustainable. A bunch of bullshit. Like, everything's sustainable right now. Everything. We've got a sustainable oil company. We've got sustainable car. You know, sustainability is our big market point. And so, of course, he uses this. At least Mike Mendel's like, I got a pillow. I chopped up some memory foam and. You know, the moon landing was fake and 9-11 was a hoax. So whatever, right? Like, at least he's not trying to be sustainable. He knows what he is. And he's obviously well, making a killing, selling pillows. Yeah, so I'm on the... Uh, I'm on the... Uh, <laughs> the wire cutter. So they actually have... Because uh, they they have, like... They, they say they actually have a section for my pillow here. My pillow premium. Um where it says we've tested my pillow in previous versions of this guide at the time, 2017, our sleep panel appreciated the customization options. The company asks you a handful of questions that determines which type of pillow is the best fit assigning colors instead of the descriptive names. This system worked magic for one back sleeper on our panel who called the green level, one of the best pillows he'd ever slept on one side sleeper also loved its lofty support. But testers found the yellow and white versions lumpy, flat, and unsupportive, even with the questionnaire indicating that they'd be best off with that type. In 2020, this is part of the wire cutter review of the pillow. In 2020, my pillow came under scrutiny when the CEO went on record making unfounded claims regarding COVID cures and voting machine irregularities. As of January 2021, he was facing the threat of a lawsuit regarding these allegations. And as such, retailers as Wayfair, Kohl's, and Bed Bath & Beyond have stopped carrying the company's products. 
we recommended we recommend one of the sleep number plush comfort pillows if you're looking for an alternative. So there you go. Now, what do you how do you, how do you sleep? You 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 a back sleeper, side sleeper, belly side sleeper? sleeper? I believe not a side belly sleeper. sleeper. Side sleeper, maybe a back sleeper, but never a stomach sleeper, a belly sleeper. That seems weird. I don't know how people could see sleep on their stomach. You just like kind of suffocate yourself, or you're, you're that's what I figured. Like, just just like sleep like face down, like like you're like you're drowning in a pool. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've been told that when I sleep, it's like uh, it, it looks like I'm dead because I just sleep on my back, like with my arms on the side. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've never watched you sleep. To be honest, I wouldn't have even have noticed that. So I appreciate that's a that's a comforting sentence. So here we go. <laughs> if it could have gone a completely different way, I've watched you sleep. That's correct. Oh, weird. <laughs> weird thing to say out loud. All right, here we go. Best pillow for side sleepers, according to the wire cutter, it's the Nest Bedding Easy Breather Pillow. Best for slide pillows. This pillow has a moldable, customizable filling that offers firm support for back and side sleepers. What it doesn't have, the lingering chemical smell we've noticed in some other shredded foam. Maybe so I should go. buy this pillow then. Yeah, yeah. And they have a few that for the budget pick, you can get the extreme comfort shredded memory foam pillow standard. It might have a strong wow, it's chemical so smell. It's weird looking at all these ads of people just hugging pillows. It's very strange. Wait, there's ads of people hugging pillows? If you go to the nestbedding.com and the picture of this easy breather pillow, the, there's a guy just hugging the pillow. Well, just shows uh, people people really love that pillow. All right. Let's see if I can find it here. Good luck. Oh, I will. It's expensive. It's like $100 for a pillow. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> the budget option, no, no, no. the, the, Nest, the Nestbedding easy pillow is, uh, oh, no, wait, sorry. That's, that's the other one. So the extreme comforts one is 50 bucks. Huh, the wool's from New Zealand, but you can't buy it anywhere. You can't buy it here. That's funny. That sums up New Zealand right there, right? Like, hey, I want a pillow. This is great. In the States, you find Amazon. They send you the pillow tomorrow. In New Zealand, you can't get the pillow. Yeah, wire cutters Even though definitely, it's sourced uh, with New Zealand wool. So. It's definitely American bias, that's for sure. But yeah, wire cutter is a great site. If you haven't been, you could, the best anything, you can, they will tell you on the wire cutter. Now owned by the New York Times, which I did not know. So been owned by the, yeah, it's been up in a little while since they've done that. All right, let's move on to some media therapy. Enough of that shit. What are you, what have you been watching? What are you playing? So I'm playing a game that's kind of a game. Have you heard of a website called GeoGuessr? No. So G-E-O-G-U-E-S-S-R is the name okay. of this website, right? So now a there's a subscription you have to pay for this, like $1.99 to sort of get an unlimited access to it. But me and Alice have been playing the free version of this. And what this game is, is basically it drops you in the middle of Google Maps somewhere in the world. And you have to find out where that place is. So it basically drops you, and your first view is basically the Google Maps view. Um and you can basically move around. So like it's it's actually like the the image, the Google the Google Street View map. And you basically have to click around like you would Street View and look at signs, try to figure out where you are. And then they they have a map on the right-hand corner where you're actually supposed to put your pin and based on how far away you are from that pin is whether you get the full 5000 points or anywhere in between 0 and 5000 for that, right? So, okay, so, I, so I, I'm in this. So I'm in this thing now. So I just I just booted up and I'm like on this on this country ass road. 
it's actually Plus, you were able like, to start away right away without having a login yeah i did like this explore mode thing but i don't know what i actually am doing okay yeah oh, so i like guess oh, actually, then i just pick the map where i where i am yeah so that's the goal right so like on uh, an explorer mode that's weird because though normally on the website you go to browse maps and it sort of drops you in a random place, right? Like there's a you have to create an, an account to play the world one, but it's free, and you have one round a day, basically, right? So okay, I'm on the site is not America, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's the goal, right? So as you're playing this game, you're supposed to look around, read signs, read yeah. things on the sides of trucks, and sometimes it puts you like in the middle of nowhere. I feel like, like I'm in the Germany. middle of absolute nowhere, and you can't read the signs. So that's the game of this, right? So Alice was playing this the other night, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And then I played it, and I got sucked into this thing that I've been considering buying a $1.99 subscription to this thing because it's a lot of fun. It's basically getting dropped somewhere in random in Google Maps and trying to figure out where you are. So you can time the rounds. You can set things where you're not allowed to sort of pan or zoom or you know rotate around. So if you go on YouTube, there's videos of people basically getting dropped in the middle of nowhere with this thing they can't move and they have to pick out where they are and some people are really good at this where he's like oh yeah these trees this is lithuania and then he goes somewhere in lithuania and looks at the direction and goes i think i'm here and he'll like nail it so if you want to play if you're missing travel right if you're missing the ability to fly somewhere and to see new things and experience you know, different places than the one that is the one you're in at, I highly recommend you go to GeoGuessr, G-E-O-G-U-E-S-S-R.com. You make an account, you go to browse maps, and you play the world map, and you play five rounds of this. I spent maybe two hours on Thursday night trying to pinpoint where I was by, like, going to the places, looking at signs and going, like, oh, what's the URL? Is it a .ru? Is that Russia? Or am I in Mongolia? Because the letters are the same. And I got super addicted to this, and I am waiting for my time to come up because in the free version, I have another five hours before they let me play again, and I'm addicted to it, and it's great. So that's the game I'm playing. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how how do you stop like cheating, or is it, okay, is it encouraged to kind of go on Google and look up stuff? I think people cheat, but to me, it's kind of like if you're on your laptop to not go to Google and type in you know the name of the street so it zooms in, like it's kind of... Like it's kind of like playing any game, right? Like if you actually want to make it hard or really see if you can start under, like, again, like I started, you're starting to be able to see like, okay, there's snow, there's mountains. That's either Iceland or Norway. And like, you're starting, like you're starting to be able, like we picked out a place that was New Zealand almost instantly. You're just like, oh, this is New Zealand. Look at that. And then you turn around, you're like, oh, yep, that's a .co.nz address. And it was like, maybe what, maybe 10, 15 miles away from where, where we are now. So it was like that level of coolness. We're going to drop you in the middle of New York City sometimes. It'll drop you in the middle of, you know, a highway somewhere in the middle of the U.S. So like, yeah, you can cheat. But ideally, right, if you want to have fun of trying to figure out where you are, then you sit there, you click around, you zoom into stuff, and you try to figure it out. But yeah, I'm assuming the people who are at the top of this leaderboard are probably cheating because it's not hard, right? You see, a, especially if it's not Russia or something, right? Like if you see the words in, in French, you can type those words into a map and it'll probably get you close. This is cool. This is cool. It's very cool. I recommend that you play it. It's fun. Even if you just sign up with a free account and just do it once a day, I was finding like, oh, man, I really miss traveling because like I'm in the middle of South America somewhere. Yeah, this feels like it would make it worse. This feels like I would miss traveling even more if I did this. No, it's been good. I'm also the guy that can watch Food Network and not get hungry. So it's odd. Um, 
but yeah, this game's a lot of fun, even if it's just sort of killing time and trying to fit. Like, it's kind of like playing Carmen San Diego. It's like playing a detective game, really. Um, so whoever, and this thing's been around for a while, I believe. I think this thing's been around at least for the last decade, but it's a lot of fun. And I just, Alice found it, but we just started playing this thing a couple days ago. So it's great. Very cool. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. Check it out. Good idea for a game. Great idea. Whoever came up with this thing was like, oh, we got Google Street View. What if we made a game where it just drops you somewhere and you have to figure out where you are? That's an awesome elevator pitch for creating this game, quite frankly. So this dude, I don't know know who he is, but I'm assuming it's one guy that just came up with a real clever way of doing this. And there's tons of videos on YouTube of people sort of zooming in and finding places. So, Very cool. Very cool. Anything else? Anything you're watching? Um, Watch WandaVision. We can talk about that. Watch well, episodes four and five. Well, well, we'll talk spoilers, so we'll save that for the end. Um, but I, I did. So I, I watched. Well, I got my new phone. So while I was setting that up, I decided to also simultaneously watch uh, Godzilla War of the Monsters or whatever the hell that movie was called. I think it's King, King of the, the Monsters. Monsters. That was it. War of the Monsters was a PS2 game. That movie's very confusing to watch. That's a bad movie. I'm just going to throw that out yeah. there. I, I, yeah. I. I I could not care less about anything that was happening in that movie. I didn't really understand what was going on. It was, there's like some terrorists or something who wanted, and then like the Via Farmiga was just like, all right, let's, let's make these like fuck the world. Let's just unleash all these. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is really stupid. Like even, even as a vehicle to get, look it, it, the whole point of this movie is you just want to have Godzilla fight a bunch of monsters. And you kind of get to that point, but he Godzilla is also out of commission for like, <laughs> 80% of the movie, he's just fighting the monsters. It was just confusing to watch. I was very confused watching it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, he's kind of fighting these weird little, like, it's, what is it? Like, um, it's King Ghidorah that he basically fights because. That's like the big boss, yeah. Yeah, then, spoiler yeah, alert. Like, Mothra, Mothra like, it. comes in at the end and is, like, on his side. And, like, Mothra gives him the power to beat him. But it's just weird. It's a weird movie. I watched it on an airplane and I was like, yeah, like the first Godzilla movie is great. And really, it's because that trailer is awesome. That trailer with those dudes jumping out of that out of that helicopter or the plane and dropping the red flares and you sort of seeing Godzilla like emerge in the spoke during the trailer. That's one of the greatest like visual effect scenes I've seen in a trailer to be like, oh, my God, I need this movie today. Like that trailer is watch that Godzilla 2014 trailer. It's awesome. That trailer is amazing. It's one of the greatest trailers ever made. Ever made. It just is. Yeah. Well, the the best thing about that movie, and it's just what the the director Gareth Edwards, he just he because he did it well in. Uh, yeah, that was who. Did, not Gareth Edwards. Did he do uh, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he did it. He did it Rogue One as well. I'm gonna watch it again. This this trailer. I, I'm still excited for this movie, even though it's been out for seven years. But the he's just so good at capturing scale. In movies, it's great. It's great. It I, I'm watching this again. Like, if you have not seen this Godzilla trailer, watch it. This teaser trailer, and they jump. You have no idea what this is about, and they're dropping these red flares. And the funny thing is, in the actual movie, it means nothing. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't mean anything in the movie. This whole scene of them jumping from this helicopter or from this plane, and with flares on their feet as they pretty much land into this cloud of smoke, and Godzilla is at the bottom of it. It doesn't mean anything in the movie. It's like, hey, we wanted to make this really awesome shot, and we did it, and now back to the movie. Yeah, I don't know what the point of the flares was. Is it is it actually like to track? Like, what is the practical it's because use? It looks awesome, is what it is. It's because it's dope. 
It's yeah, amazing. With, like, the, the swirling skies and all this stuff. It's also in the poster too. Don't forget that movie poster is awesome because it's basically this shot. Again, someone them. made this movie, like you said, these dudes great with scale. And this dude, this guy, this parachuter is jumping out of this thing at the end of this trailer. And he looks out and you see like Godzilla scales. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. So yeah, Chonk, like I, I Godzilla. Yeah, and look, yeah, Godzilla's a little, a little fat in this movie. He's gained a little <laughs> weight. Um, the Kong movie as well was awesome, right? Like the whole sort of 70s Vietnam vibe, and there's some jokes in there, and Kong is eating octopus out of the water. And then this King of Monsters movie came, and you were just like, oh, this isn't nearly as cool as it should be. This movie kind of sucks. It's disappointing. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they kind of lost the plot because Godzilla and Kong so Godzilla was cool. I think as a movie, Godzilla is probably the best of the three so far. This is a straight ah, the Kong movie. Oh man, the I, whole... well, hang up. Bear, bear with me. Like as a mm. technical, like plot driven movie. I get. I don't. I don't know. I. Kong I don't know. Kong's favorite. plot's great though. Like Kong that whole thing when they they come you know, in right. and it's all and it's all you know. Welcome to Vietnam, and then Kong throws a palm tree at a helicopter. <laughs> like yeah, like that <laughs> yeah. Kong movie is great. And you it's get a lot, lot of awesome. emotion from Kong. Kong is sitting there beating his chest, and Samuel L. Jackson stares Kong down. Like, come on, man! No, no, no! It's Kong by far. All right, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? Movie. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. You're right. Kong, Kong is just an awesome, awesome. Just a great. It's also a like, great time. Like, like Sam and you get, Jackson and you get staring him down. Like, it's it's amazing. Sam Jackson sitting there staring down Kong. Yeah, is is amazing. It's 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 great. Yeah, and he's enormous. It, it just makes it even better. It's like they just don't care. It's like here we got a big ass monkey. <laughs> this yeah, is pretty monkey. much. Yeah, it's like yeah. Sam Jackson. And now, here and he's gonna fight this monkey. And now we have this new movie coming out. So I watched in preparation for this for the Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I don't understand. I guess Godzilla's got to get the title. Got to get the first name in there. Um, yeah, historically, Godzilla's the he's the king of the monsters. Yeah, but he's not the king of the movies. Like the Kong is definitely. Yeah, although I still really Kong. like the Japanese one. That that shit Godzilla was great. Um, but this this movie, this trailer actually made me less excited for this movie. Which trailer? The trailer for Godzilla versus Kong. Really? Yeah, this I love thing, that trailer. I mean, I mean, girl, you have the, the whole scene girl. on the boat is yeah. awesome. Like when that alone should get you excited for this. Like yeah. Kong is on a barge. Yeah. He's on a barge. He's knocked out, right? <laughs> like his mouth is open. He's asleep. He's drooling and he's chained yeah, up. They got him so he could fight Godzilla. That's why. Yes. That's and, and at this point, fun. Kong is, and I love it. The fact that they hint to this in Skull Island, like, oh, he's just a baby now. Wait till he grows up. Kong is grown up. Kong's huge. And they're taking this thing. And they're on this boat. And all of a sudden, you sort of see Godzilla lurking underneath with this. The whole Godzilla with the scales thing is just always cool. And then it's amazing. And then they're cut to the trailer where Godzilla shoots that laser beam out of the water. And then Kong's like, I'm going in. And it's like, I'm here. Let's do it. (laughs) How do you not love these movies? Like, this is smashing the toys together. Yeah, like I'm watching this now. Kong basically, or Godzilla basically destroys a, a, um, a destroyer, a boat. With his scales, and he's knocking, he's knocking fighter jets out of the sky with his tail, and everyone's breathing heavy. And Kong is like, "What the hell is this?" 
and then he's screaming at the ocean, and then Godzilla comes out of the ocean, and then he punches him in the face. <laughs> like, how are you not here for this? This is everything I, you want in a movie. I want to I clarify. I want to clarify. Everything. There it is. Wait, he punches him. In the, oh, wait, 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 wait. You, Elliot, I'm going to give you the exact time clip of when he punches him in the face. Oh, I know what it is. I'm watching, I got the exactly. trailer. I saw it. It's great. The, the, it's amazing. Punch he, punch, the he punches him in the face. There's a haymaker like, right in the face. Yeah, yeah. He hits him right in his tiny head. Godzilla's <laughs> head is so small. Yeah, that that would be a great poster. Just what that. are you talking about? I want you to explain yourself because I'm watching this trailer again. And I want to see this right now. I want to watch it now. Give it to me. My issue is like the first half of the trailer. And I worry that's going to be like the whole problem with the War of the Monsters or the, again, I called it King of the Monsters, was just, it was too many people that I didn't give a shit about. And I worry, like, when you're setting up this whole thing with this kid who could talk to God, to Kong or something like that, I'm like, oh, and then they showed that the dad from from uh, King of the Monsters, and I, I was just like, oh, no, there's going to be, and, and then you got this girl who looks like Megan Fox, but it's not Megan Fox, and, and now Rebecca Hall's in it for some reason. I'm just worried there's going to be too much people and too much bullshit. They're going to bring in that whole terrorist organization, and then that's going it, to, there, there's just going to be a lot of bullshit when all I want is more of the high, I want the second half of the trailer. I don't want the first half. You know what I mean? That's my concern. I'm just a little bit nervous. I'm going to watch this movie. I'm just a little nervous. That's all I'm saying. I mean, at some point in this movie, they give, I mean, the whole, I mean, King Kong is flexing in this thing. He's got a spear in his hand. Like he's, I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I, I mean, love I'm, all just, this I'm watching this trailer again. He's swinging things by the tail. Godzilla sitting here, he's yelling, and Kong is sitting there gnarling his face, and it's it's amazing. They are fighting in Tokyo, and you got the girl from Stranger Things looking extremely worried, and Kong is jump, jumping from buildings with a spear, with like an axe, like he's Thor, and he hits Godzilla with a pickaxe. What is wrong with you? I thought I knew you better. This is what we're here for. This podcast supports this type of nonsense. This is I'm what telling we're here you, for. I'm just, I'm being cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm kind of in the middle just because I don't I know what they did and how they fucked up King of the Monsters and I'm hoping that they this is more Kong and less King of the Monsters. That's all I'm I've saying. I just I got I, faith, I'm, man. I don't Watch want it to be like this. Looks like it's shaping up to be more like a Roland Emmerich movie. You know what I mean? Like that's my concern. <laughs> Watch this trailer and make it make make up your own mind. Look, these movies always have random humans in it, like the like the indestructible white guy in the first one. Yep. who ends up talking to Godzilla and Godzilla's like, I, I feel you, bro. I'm going home. <laughs> and it's the same thing with these movies. And it's just like Kong Skull Island was great because all the characters, I mean, you had Tom Hilson in, in there with some green smoke. He was he was flopping around. You had Sam Jackson. He went full Colonel Kurtz at the Some end. Brie Larson in that movie too? Yeah, it's just a bunch of random people in that movie, right? But it's good because all the things kind of fit together. And no. John C. Riley's in that movie, isn't he? Yeah, and he lives. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, you kind of put sure. a bunch of stars because Kong for America is a bigger franchise. It just is. Like, Godzilla's fine. I love Godzilla, but as far as America is concerned, King Kong was like our monster movie as Americans. King Kong's our monster, the lovable monster who steals the girl and takes her up to the top of the Empire State Building and swats at helicopters or swats at planes and dies. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I'm just telling you, man. This scene on this destroyer where they let Kong out of these chains and he squares up to Godzilla and hits him in the mouth. I saw that and I basically put my hands up and I said, I'm here. I mean, I'm here for you. I'm in. You got me. 
You got me with Godzilla punching Kong. I mean, uh, with Kong punching Godzilla in the face. Godzilla's hands, his arms are so small. And so as far as reach advantage, Kong has the advantage. And Kong screaming at the ocean for Godzilla to come fight him. How are you not about this movie? Like, I don't know what you're worried about. Just getting that scene alone is worth it. I'll take two hours of the Stranger Things girl talking in order to watch this fight with them on this destroyer. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's all I need. I mean, I know it's mostly in the trailer, but him shooting this laser out of the water and Kong jumping off the boat, like, that's it. I'm good. Like, you guys did it. I'm here for it. We win. There you go. Got it. Got a screen. Got a screen. It's amazing. It's amazing. He punches him in the face, <laughs> like full throated haymaker, cockback, Mike Tyson style punches Godzilla right in the chops on his tiny little head. Uh huh. So I send you that screenshot. Then I want to know how does how does this hot chick like fit, fit into all this nonsense? Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like I I'm just I'm just a little little worried. I'm a little worried. <laughs> you know. You see what I'm saying? It's just a little worried. But it's just like it's just like in the first Godzilla movie when the guy goes, "What does the the Asian guy do? What does he say? He says something let when he's like, them let them fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, there you go, let them fight, and that's what I want. I just want her to go. I want her to look worried. And for coach from Friday Night Lights, I just want the coach from Friday Night Lights to go let him fight, and then we just get to watch him slug it out. And they, that's they what I'm killed, here for. They killed Ken Watanabe, so the one human guy that you were like, this guy's dope. They killed him. They killed him in the last. They're, they're going to give us another guy. They're going to give us another guy. There's always another guy. You can't replace Ken Watanabe. By the way, who's older, Ken Watanabe or Paul Giamatti? That's a great question. <laughs> what an amazing question. <laughs> and that was on the fly too, huh? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great one. I would say Ken Watanabe is older, but not because he looks like he's younger. But I'm going to say he's older. I'm going to say that he's 57. 61. Wow. He looks great. He does look Paul great. Paul Giamatti, not so much. No. <laughs> Jesus. Because it made me think damn. that he might have been younger. Yeah. yeah. He, well, Ken Watanabe has looked the same for the last 20 years. <laughs> that's kind of what will do it. Man, I See, love monster movies. One of the greatest hope- privileges of my life was being able to work on a movie like this, like a monster movie where you just giant toys smashing together. It's great. It's it's one of the great. It's one of the reasons why visual. There's always going to be a job for me. Yeah, and there and there was a monkey in Rampage too. <laughs> yeah, watching this, you just look at this and just go, yeah, this is why I this is why I love working on movies because at some point someone comes to me and goes, hey, can you make this look awesome? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> You'll love, That's you'll what love I'm here see. for. I'm here you'll for this see. boat. I'm here for Kong throwing stuff. I'm here for, you know, I'm here for Kong with an axe. I mean, he becomes Thor in this thing. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? It's awesome. Yeah. 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 I I, I want all that. And I'm and I'm excited to get it. It doesn't sound like you want it, which is why I'm getting a little upset. I'm not. I, I just want to, you know, I it's it's to your whole point, you know? The reality divided by expectation. And I think I just, if I was as far removed from King of the Monsters, then, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably be more and more in the hype train. But because I was like so bored by that movie, based on all the other stuff that was going on around it, I just hope they learn. I hope they learn. It's all, I hope they learn. And I would say that that, 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 like, the, even the battles I saw in that trailer, I'm watching it trailer now, and it's okay. Like, Mothra's fine. But like those things are just more jokey and funny than anything. But you bring Kong, you give Godzilla an actual challenge, yeah, and Kong, and this this is this is what we're here for, right? This is America versus Japan. This is World War Two <laughs> all over again. Like this Jesus. is literally 
Like, again, and Godzilla, is he on our side or not? We don't know. And Kong doesn't know either. Kong's like, wait, am I am I supposed to help these people or not? And instead, it's just two alpha males, the top of their species, the top of the food chain, in a battle to see who's better. Yeah. Now, this, is, this isn't the first time they've fought. There, w- there was a King Kong versus Godzilla in 1962. Who won that one? Uh, let's see. So... I mean, I Read give the, the edge last, Godzilla the last because he's paragraph. got laser beams. <laughs> he's Here got we go. The, la- the last paragraph of the Wikipedia plot summary. You want me to read it? Yes, sure. Okay. The next morning, Kong is dropped next to Godzilla at the summit of Mount Fuji, and the two engage in a final battle. <laughs> this is awesome. Love it. God- I love it. <laughs> Godzilla initially has the advantage due to his atomic heat ray and yeah, nearly that's what kills I mean, the laser Kong. beam. After knocking Kong out with devastate with a devastating drop kick and tail floats, <laughs> I love it. I, come on, man! I'm now more hyped than ever to watch this movie. Godzilla begins burning the foliage around Kong, trying to cremate him. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning from thunderclouds strike Kong, reviving him and charging. Him. <laughs> oh my god! The monster. <laughs> The monsters resume their fight, making their way towards the coastline and destroying Atami Castle before falling off a cliff together into the Pacific Ocean. After a brief underwater battle, only Kong resurfaces from the water and he begins to swim back towards his home island. There is no sign of Godzilla, but the JSDF speculates that it is possible he survived. I mean, just that alone, that alone just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I know, right? What if that's how this movie ends and I just spoiled the ending to God, I hope it does. I'm down for that because, (laughs) I mean, yeah, Godzilla's kind of a cheater. Like, he's got this laser beam. I mean, one of the best movies in cinema, one of the best things in cinema history, one of the best scenes Godzilla's got thumbs. Is when Godzilla opened up that creature's mouth and breathed that laser beam down its neck. In that, I, I was in the movie theater, and everyone said, "Oh, it was great! It was one of the greatest movies in cinema history." That needs to be right up there with the ending of Casablanca and the entirety of Citizen Kane. And I guess as we're talking about old movies, The Sound of Music, rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> That's true. Rest in peace. Yeah, we did. We did lose a great, great actor this this week. I mean, he would have made this movie. He, I mean, if if you saw Christopher Plummer pop up in this, and it was just him. It was Kong, Godzilla, and Christopher Plummer. Oscars for everybody. Wait, it's Christopher Plummer fighting? No, the he's two? just there. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's just hanging out. <laughs> got it. I didn't I didn't know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd be more interested. You know, they got right. they got they got Brian Cranston in the first Godzilla. They killed him in the first five minutes. He's in there for like five minutes. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Yeah, and so they focus on... I mean, look, uh, the best part of that movie is literally, like I said, when he opens up that creature's mouth, and this is like they reveal the whole fact that God's, everyone in the movie theater knows that Godzilla's got this power, right? Well, it's build-up. It's just like... It's it, it is amazing build-up. And that's the of, cool part. It's like an origin he, story. Yeah. Godzilla's out there swinging his tail. He's doing a bunch of stuff. He's fighting these little, these little gnats of creatures, and he just grabs one of these things by the neck, by the jaw, and splits open his jaw, and then just breathes down his neck with this laser beam. And you're just like, that's it. My life is complete. <laughs> yeah. How much do you think uh, the orig- the King Kong vs. Godzilla cost? Again, not the new one. I'm talking about the one from 1962. I mean, it was costumes, right? So, yeah. 
plus inflation or minus inflation. It, yeah, don't don't take this is these are dollars from 1962. Five million. Six hundred twenty thousand. That's it. Yeah, and it made ten million, ten million dollars. Look at that Estimate. blockbuster hit. Yeah. You ever watch any like the originals? Like these these really old. They're amazing. <laughs> the, the original Godzillas are amazing. <laughs> watch and then movie. he fights what's he fights what's his name like the Power Man dude as well. Like Godzilla, he goes to a lot Godzilla of Godzilla fought a lot of people. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, and like Godzilla's got all these different like incarnations as well. Like he turns into like the I watched the anime of Godzilla, and he all of a sudden oh no it's not the anime we watched we talked about this movie where he just like burns everyone alive in the city yeah yeah shin, like, shin godzilla that movie yeah. is more like a horror movie but it was great it was real great and then the woman's like i'm gonna go be president of the United yeah exactly States. she's like i'm gonna <laughs> the japanese woman becomes president yeah okay yeah that cool. movie's great too i should go find that again because i i know a lot of people hated it but i loved i talked about people that hated it that movie was like universally praised yeah, a lot of people don't like it. People are like, yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla's just kind of dumb. But Godzilla's great. Wrong. Like, they didn't give it a chance. It they didn't give it a chance. I mean, the worst Godzilla movie ever is the is the the one where Godzilla is a she and she lays eggs in Madison Square Garden. That movie's oh, kind of Yeah, dumb. I wonder who directed that one. Roland Emmerich. That's right. Just like I said, you don't want this shit to be a Roland Emmerich movie. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I've got high hopes, man. I've got hopes. And again, I don't need a story. I don't need all the talking. Just give me Kong and Godzilla fighting it out. I need at least 45 minutes of punches and haymakers and drop kicks and laser beams and pickaxes and lightning. I don't need a whole bunch of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to humanity? I don't care about humanity. It's these two that I care about. I want to know who's going to win. Yeah. You know, my money's, you know on, my money's on Kong, though. Like, my money's on Kong. Kong's guy. He's a little smarter. Godzilla acts on instinct. And he's got a little Kong's, brain. He's, you know, he's got a yeah, he's got small head, small brain, right? Kong's got big yeah. head, big brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Kong wins, but at the end of the day, they both live, they become friends, and they fight the I don't know, the dude with the little mind control device or some nonsense. Yeah, who's the ultimate who's the ultimate battle for them? Who is it? Well, like if we look at the history, I'm looking at. I don't, I don't know too much about Godzilla history, but it's probably like a Mecha Godzilla. If they if they bring out a Mecha Godzilla at the end of this thing, this is the best movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole it's the whole because you Godzilla. know that's what they're doing, right? Oh, right. At the end of the King of the Monsters, the the terrorist organization has like one of the heads of uh, Ghidorah, so they'll probably do something. I assume that's going to have a payoff. Ghidorah That'll be the big bad they fight. Yeah, they'll make like another Ghidorah, or it'll be like Mecha Ghidorah. It'll be something stupid, but I'm I'm excited to see what it is, and they'll they'll team up and fight it. That's probably how it'll end. Yeah, I just I just think Godzilla's a little out of shape, right? Kong looks lean, he looks mean, he looks like he's moving well, and Godzilla's just fat in these movies. That's my <laughs> only complaint is that Godzilla's just a fatty in these movies. He's not nimble, and yeah. And Kong, Kong is, I mean, he's throwing palm trees. Kong looks good. He looks like he's been in shape, like he's been in the gym. He's been lifting palm trees and eating octopus. And yeah. this Kong is just kind of like, eh. I'm sorry, this, this Godzilla is just kind of fat. Yeah, I just fat wonder, I don't, I don't think there's anything, like they don't have anything planned after this movie. There's no, nothing in this the might sadly be the end because, I mean, there's only so much you can stretch this out. So we have to see what happens, but. I mean, I like it's tough because you can't really keep you need enough monsters or you need to keep creating scenario. I mean, you can put them on you can put them in space. 
It's always a possibility. Space Godzilla. They fight yeah, aliens. Why not? But but astronaut on his little uh, astronaut helmet on his little head. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be adorable. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I know I know he's like a giant monster, but I feel there's something adorable about it that I. I mean, I Kong in a space helmet would be adorable as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, have absolutely. them fight in space. I'm there for that. Zero, zero the gravity. Fir- wouldn't, be the first time, wouldn't be the first time I put monkeys in space, allegedly. Although I'd, I'd say we definitely put monkeys in space. Absolutely. You think there's, is there any conspiracy theory that says we didn't do that? No, I, I mean, just I think there's conspiracy theories about space in general. Okay. Fair we enough. haven't been up there, right? So. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt we shot monkeys and other animals into space. Like, that definitely happened. All right. Um, real quick, as far as what I'm playing, um, been playing Need for Speed Hot Pursuit on my Switch <laughs> of all the games. Huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you were you a fan of the Burnout games? Yes, I did. I yeah. liked the, I liked all those racing games. Okay, yeah. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is basically the sequel to Burnout Three, and I love the Burnout games. Whereas Most Wanted is like the sequel to Burnout Paradise because those games are both made by Criterion. These games are both made by Criterion. They're both on the Switch. Um, I, I prefer the more track based nature than the open world. I like and, the open world because what's, yeah. what's the open world one? Cause I'll, I'll play it. Paradise, uh, burnout paradise and, uh, need for speed. Most wanted. They're Are those both, both on switch? Yes. I believe, uh, let me see. Need for speed. Most wanted switch. I think they put it on switch. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both on there, but I, uh, no, wait, sorry. I'm wrong. I, I guess most wanted did not say. come out. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, I'm wrong. Uh, there's there's a rumor that it's coming. I might be wrong about that as well. But anyway, Paradise, Burnout Paradise is the one you want if you want an open world racing game. Yeah. But yeah, Hot Pursuit is good. I'm enjoying it. It's mainly just killing time until uh, Super Mario 3D World comes out next week, which I'm excited about because I'm amazing. apparently supposed to be playing if Brittany is up yep. for it. We'll see. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm getting the game regardless because I love it. It's awesome. It's the only it's the game I bought a Wii U for and I will happily get it again on switch. And yeah, then and I've been playing the and in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am in that game is amazing. It's really, really great and excellent. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, no, nothing more to say than that. It's it's just awesome. And I put a lot more time into it. All right. Let's talk about WandaVision real quick and uh, then we'll end this thing. So we're on episode five. You you're caught up. I watched it today. What do you think about where we are? You coming around or you hate it? I don't hate. And again, I guess this is always the problem is that I don't hate any of the Marvel stuff. It just is what it is. Um, in this case, I like the psychological. I liked where episode four, I thought was very good. I like the psychological sort of, this is what happens when a very, when the most powerful human being on earth other than captain marvel which we just keep trying to make captain marvel a thing i guess um is like when she is having basically emotional problems of the death of this dude of little uzi vert that this is what she does you mean and you mean mean little vert x (laughs) little vert x when little vert x is uh so yeah i like that episode because you sort of saw and you even saw the things with like vision with the stone out of his head and she's like starts to free it's like really sort of nightmarish disturbing as imagery but that's what i mean like that's what i was here for because i'm like that's marvel doing something that they normally don't do yeah and then the fifth episode when she kind of comes out and was like this is how i'm grieving 
And then it's just like, yeah, I, it's fine. It's just the sitcom angle for me is kind of done with, but it's it's there because it needs to sort of, it's what's driving the psychological issues is by doing it through a sitcom. And they bring back Kat Dennings and they bring back um, uh, Randall, what's that dude's Randall name? Park. Randall did Park. You, did you notice that these, the, I do like the little nods and the continuity that are done where the first time he shows up, he does like that close up magic with the uh with his card which was a callback to the ant-man movies which he was in hmm. because he was basically in that movie there was there was a running gag in the first one where uh paul rudd was like yeah you know what i've been doing on house arrest all this time he's like close-up magic and then randall park like becomes fascinated by it. he's like wow how'd you do that and there's moments in the movie where he's looking it up online and trying to do it so the continuity is like he's actually figured it out and can do it it's just it's just fan service like i think that's yeah, how there's I fun explain. stuff like that that really but i guess that's the point though like it's just it's kind of like an anime that just has a ton of fan service in it and that's just kind of what Marvel well, that's a different is. type of fan service it's a different but it's still fan service right the definition is still the same it's not you know, cartoons with, you know, curvy bodies. It's, you know, hey, look, here's a here's a watch that's got the Hydra symbol on it. I wonder what that means, right? Like that, that to me is more drives the Marvel stuff than the actual content itself. Um, but it's fine. I'm watching it, obviously, and it's okay. Um, it's just sort of like a side character that I don't really care about, to be honest. Like, I don't care about Scarlet Witch. I don't care about Wanda. I just don't care about any of them. Um, the one character I probably say I cared about more, like Iron Man to me is really cool as a character. And they kind of just, meh, we're on to Scarlet Witch and some of these other things. Although I will say I am excited not to, because I want you to say your piece on this. Um, the the Wakanda TV show does have me excited. That's got me excited. The, the, the potential of building out Wakanda as a world is super cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that to me is more exciting as far as like building out the worlds versus the characters. Because to me, Marvel can build any character and make them interesting because the formula is the same. What's not the same is sort of the worlds that they build, and that's what I'm excited for. So the world that they've built with this is cool. I don't care about the characters. They're, they're very well done. It's Marvel. So it is. It is what it is. But the world in this is cool, which is why I'm still watching it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I dig it. Like, I, I just I'll keep watching all the Marvel movies. And if they keep drip feeding these like half hour shows a week. I just asked, please don't run more than one show at a time because then then you might test my limits, which is weird to say because it's only like 30 minute shows. I mean, it's all the last episode was like 40. They're getting longer. Yeah, but I just like how digestible it is. And it, it and like I said, in lieu of the movies, it's just cool to have this content back and going back to these this world, even if it feels like a more smaller um, thing. And it does it does seemingly progress and add new elements to the world that weren't there before so yeah you wanda was never really like a major character she had actually pretty big implications in uh she was the most powerful in, character in she civil was the war one that almost defeated thanos because of what her powers were yeah exactly and in civil war she was pretty prominent uh ca- character there and, and in, in the uh, worst movie out of all of the, well, one of the worst movies, the Ultron. Movie, yeah, was Ultron was. It, so. Yeah, that's true. She was one of the antagonists and turned the good guy, whatever. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that I, I, I just really enjoy it. But the fa- it's adding details about the organization sword. And I'm not really big into the comics, so I don't know anything about it. So it's all kind of new for me. It, it's kind of interesting. It'll have, it feels like it will have implications for the movies, which are 
you know, seem will become more of these tentpole events. But I do like the expansion of the lore and that it's building out this world even further. To your point, you you like the world building. I do as well. And I and I do enjoy the characters. I like Paul Bettany as well. His especially when he gets to be Paul Bettany and not just this yeah, dude in a red suit. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this show does you say that you kind of like the fourth episode, which is weird because that that was like the most I felt standard. It obviously, it was outside of the sitcom, but it was this one. I thought it was episode five, which was probably the best one because it did both. And it really started to build on that unease. Like there, there's some creepy stuff, like some really weird ass stuff in this, like the dead dog, the, um, the, the scene with Paul Bettany and the, and the coworker when he's like starting to figure out what's going on. And that well, there, the there's... funny thing that makes it interesting though. And again, I give them credit. Cause again, and again, I always feel like I'm ragging on Marvel stuff. I just kind of, they don't really take many chances because they don't have to. And I, I'm not mad at them for that. It's just for me, I haven't watched anything that makes me go, oh, yeah. Like, again, I raved about the Godzilla and Kong stuff not taking any chances by just monsters punching each other. And for the Marvel stuff, I'm kind of like, you know, if you're going to just make superheroes, I'm, I'm actually here for them just fighting each other. But even that is kind of like it is what it is, right? Like, there's no sense of scale, really. It's normally just sort of a bit more. It's always been a bit more relationship stuff, which Marvel's, again, they're building soap operas for people who love comic books. Yep. Um, and yeah, the fifth episode was okay. I guess what I didn't like about it was when they sort of snapped you out of that. Like, her walking out of that and sort of at the and then throwing the drone at them and basically being like, I'm super powerful, don't come in here and bother me, and then she walks back into it, was kind of like, okay, now we're back to just this Marvel thing of like, yeah, she's super powerful, and the only thing that's going to break her out is herself and that type of stuff, right? Like, you can kind of predict maybe where this thing is going. Um, where like the sitcom stuff I think is actually really creative is from a story point because it actually shows how television has changed because I would say that episode by having more serious, those serious topic of the week of like, how do you deal with death? That is totally what 80s sitcoms were. It was jokes. And then they would sort of have a serious thing that happened. And then it's like, oh, this is the thing that's going to get everyone talking this week because they covered death, Right. Where I'm interested to see what happens when, because every single episode, and they kind of, Marvel shoves stuff in your face if you don't get it either. They're like, we know you're idiots, but every episode has been a different era of television. It started with the 50s, and then the 60s, and then the 70s, now we're in the 80s, and the next one's going to be the 90s, and then we're going to be in the, so like they're leading up to you for each sort of era of television as she becomes more unhinged. So you're going to get to more of the serious Dawson Creek type of stuff next, which is interesting. It's an interesting way to do this. But something was definitely off like the the episode started when when the dog showed up and it tried to kill itself against <laughs> yeah. the, the electrical cable like what what but but like a lot of that stuff is just like showing that like she's mentally i mean the guy snapping out of it and saying like i need her out of my head yeah that's them right. sort of saying like she is manipulating these people psychologically to be to pretend that they're happy and it's super painful and she doesn't realize through her pain she's hating hurting other people like it's that type of stuff Oh yeah, but to me, it's just it's just like yeah, cool. But I'm, I guess why Black Panther is so successful to me is because yeah, Black Panther itself is a superhero movie. Then it's kind of whatever. But the world building and the idea of these rituals and these things is really interesting. And this yeah. is sort of well, the television gag, and it's like yeah, okay, fine. But it's starting to sort of bear fruit for me, which I go okay, this is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a giant Marvel fan because I just don't care about the characters to that level. They're just people with magical powers to me, which is always like, yeah, whatever. What's your interest level in? This is like the two odds of the two ends of the spectrum for you, I feel. But after one division, I guess there's a weak break. 
and then it goes to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I, I kind of shrug. I, I go, know yeah, you, I know TV, you hate I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I hate the, that Bucky got like Captain America was willing to do anything for his friend who was like murdering people left and right. Like, and he's just like, it's fine, it's Bucky, and it's like, but it's not Bucky. Bucky killed everybody. It's that type of level of just Captain America got away with just sort of ignoring the fact that his friend was a was a monster and a jerk. Um, I'm not very excited for it, but I'll watch it. I mean, but it's funny because I didn't watch that Shield TV show. No, I didn't. Either. And apparently, I'd... that show gets very good according to Marvel fans after season one. And I'm yeah. just didn't watch it. So yeah, there's it's one no, of those things. There's no impact on the canon, so I'm not. I'm never going to watch it. And again, I don't really care about the canon either. Like the WandaVision stuff intrigued me because I knew there was this psychological element to it, which to me is always interesting. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a go. And if it's boring, I won't bother with it. But yeah, look, I mean, look, Marvel doesn't need me to watch their stuff. They're wildly successful and they make really good stuff. It's very clever. It's good content. They have a plan for the next X amount of years. They execute that plan. Everyone's on board with it and it works. So yeah, Kevin for me, Feige. again, it's like it's great. Dude, it's, a monster. it's great. Best of all time. Yeah. I, I, I don't, it's hard to argue. It. I can't argue that. And I'm, I would want to argue that, but he, him and Victoria Alonso are probably the two greatest producers of our lifetime. As who's, far as that, she is the, I believe she is the head of the visual effects arm of, of Marvel. Oh, okay. um, let me look it up. So I'm not wrong. But she's a big part of sort of building out diversity. Yeah, so she's a producer. Um, and I believe that she's a producer on more of the visual effects side. Um, so she's the one that really drives sort of getting different people in these sort of as the face of this stuff. She was the co-producer of the first Iron Man film. Um, so film producer and vice president of film production at Marvel is what Victoria Alonso's title is. So she's just as responsible, and I'd argue maybe even a little more. Because she's the one that's really driving the 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 production of these movies, um, where Kevin Feige is more doing sort of the world building and stuff. But she's making sure that this stuff gets through and that it's got different stories in them, right? There's stories for everybody in this stuff. It's very inclusive as far as Marvel's concerned. So look, they're great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not because yeah, it, it's not really over, saying yeah. when we when we argue that like the worst movie is yeah, that's really Ultron. Yeah. That's that's not and that's not bad. <laughs> and I would argue that Ultron's better than every single DC movie other oh, than absolutely. Aquaman. Yeah, that's other right. Other than it's Aquaman and the first Wonder Woman. Yep. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, hell, like that's But I'd say Ultron bad. is Ultron seems so bad because of the bar of everything else. And to me, Ultron is just okay, and that's the problem. And again, I've watched Infinity War since I went on my rant on our previous incarnation of a podcast. And I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. That movie's pretty good. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Yes. Um, yeah. Well. All right. Well, we'll see where Wandavision goes. We'll pick it up next week. All I need now is for Kong and Godzilla fighting to just find their way into a Marvel <laughs> background. I mean, how long will it take? They got to run out of ideas eventually, right? I mean, at yeah, what point? There, there's got to be a giant monkey. If I search "giant monkey Marvel." <laughs> well, that's that's DC, right? Isn't there some smart monkey in DC comics? Oh, here we there's go. A monkey there's, in- there's a thing called Gecker from Earth six one six, and or is uh, that, he was is known that as he was known as the Gorilla God, the God of oh. Judgment, and as the Ape God. Oh yeah, ooh, I like that. Yeah, this thing. Uh, it's this. This might make it. This might make it into uh, 
It's really oh, wow. this guy. He's on the throne, and he's got his he's got his head on another monkey's head. This is amazing. Look at this image. Who's 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 the main who's the main hero that he fights against? I don't know. It might just be about him. Uh, is he, no, okay. So that that's the Mar- that's the DC. The DC monkey is called Gorilla Grodd. I'm looking at Marvel. This is Marvel. This is the Marvel database. Gecker. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. I, the one I'm thinking of is is Grodd. He's the oh, big dude. Monkey. Here we check this out. Wait, 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 wait. The gorilla god is still worshipped by the white gorilla cult in the African nation of Wakanda. Oh, look. I mean, the dominant pan- together. The dominant <laughs> panther cult outlawed the rival white gorilla cult. Oh man. Oh, if we get this thing. <laughs> What if that's you your know what you show? know what they make they make this I'm in I'll become <laughs> a shill I'm in because I just again you you put you put monkeys in fighting stuff and you build out Wakanda and there's a monkey in Wakanda I'm, I'm I'm in I'm in yeah it's cool so, oh wait what's man ape what is this <laughs> oh there's also a thing called man ape that seems redundant oh uh, what's his name the dude oh that's uh, mabaku yeah okay. yes there you go I, you know just put it together i'm like wait a minute that's right that dude he was he was they were making monkey calls okay so there you go that might be part of the uh yeah i mean look maybe you get some backstory on this with the uh the gorilla god that's cool that's awesome i'm in it's technically I'm in, in the, yeah there's also uh no that's another ant-man thing all I right i gotta read well, black panther of all the comic books that i want to read i do want to read and again, there's one person on this po- who listens to this podcast who would understand this. Greg, tell me where I should find Black. Like, where should I start if I wanted to read Black Panther comics? Where do I go? What's the one I should read? Like, I don't don't let me. I want to read the the fun stuff. Don't make me read the boring stuff. Just give me read this version, this number, and read all the issues of this, and I'll read it. I don't want to read like Black Panther from like 1969 where he had like a pick in his hair and. You know, it was it was whatever. Like I don't want to read there's that no stuff. Way. Give me the fun stuff. There's no way Black Panther started in 1969. There's no fucking way that Scott <laughs> started in 1969. There's no way. No way. Are you sure? I like 92. Was Jackie Robinson even playing baseball at that time? Like what? Ja- Jackie Robinson was way before 1969. Okay, he broke fair enough. The in the 40s. All right. Um, I, I think I'm, it was in the 40s. I'm weird. Uh, <laughs> Black Panther com- All right, before we end this, I want to find when was Black Panther comics as the characters first issue. Oh my god, I was dead on 1969. Hold on, Black Panther is the first superhero of African descent in mainstream American comics, having debuted years before. Early black superheroes such as Marvel Comics Falcon. Ah, Falcon was 1969, so it's 1966. Was- yeah, wow. All right, it was close. Well, I'm wrong. I was close. Look at so, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he started, like he kind of started this because he was like, "Yeah, you know, black people are cool. Let's make a comic for them." <laughs> like it's kind of, I mean, Stan Lee was kind of whatever, but look, yeah. man, I, I gave. Hey, look, I'm feel, I'm, I'm happy. I'm wrong. I gave too much power to the racists. So I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although it's funny because as the Black Panthers' name predates the October 1966 founding of the Black Panther Party, though not the Black Panther logo of the party's predecessor. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. The history of Black Panther seems interesting, but yeah, 1966. I was right; it was around that time. Right. Uh, but Greg, me. tell me tell me where to start. I'll read them if you start if you there. give me a guide. Start from the beginning. I don't want to start in 1966 with 1966 comics, man. I don't care about comics enough. Just give me the fun stuff. 
All right. Fair enough. Yeah, because he married Storm at some point, which would be interesting because now I guess that's the other part of this that we didn't talk about is the fact that uh they now have the Quicksilver from the X-Men yeah. movies. Yeah. Because great. now Marvel has control of that series from Fox because Disney bought Fox. So now they can use the fantastic or sorry, they can use the X-Men characters. Which they should. <laughs> they shouldn't, but they can because they've got the good thing is right. Black Panther marries Storm at some point. That whole I, relationship I have is a no thing. idea. I have no she, idea. I, it does. I, I know that that happens. There's like, a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of relationships between various. I mean, when you run things long enough, you, no one's just in a relationship forever. They're always they're always mixing and matching. You yeah, know? married childhood Especially sweetheart and fellow superhero Black Panther. The rule of the fictional African nation of Wakanda. She was made queen consort through marriage. Um, the title was lost, however, when the two later divorced. So they married and in the divorce. So there's a lot of stuff happening with X Men, and you can bring back Holly Berry, and unfortunately, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But you can, you know, whatever, just swap Michael B. Jordan in there. We're good. Be a weird, weird. Just give the man the money. <laughs> just say he won. He actually won. Put in uh John David Washington. Yeah, sure. But then you just can't. We got to keep him and, and can't have him in everything. All right, get the, get, get, the get the dude from Captain Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I am the Panther. Look at now. me. I'm the Panther now. Look at me. I mean, come on, that guy. That guy's got to be. He, he could get, get that guy some work. Yeah, he just needs to eat a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> he does for the role. That's for the role. You can bulk him up. Yeah, I wonder where that guy is now. All right, look, let's, let's end this podcast. We'll, we'll do this forever if we don't end all this. Right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, something, something. He's abroad.com. Subscribe, share. Oh, let's see if uh, if we got any reviews. Let me do a quick search here. Uh, podcast. That's why I brought my iPad right next to me. Would a professional had actually. Wow. I type in he's in the search bar, and the first suggestion is I'm fit, I'm fat. So, I do want to find out what this dude from Captain Phillips is doing now before we end this podcast because I'm sure someone else is like, I wonder what he's doing now too. What's this dude's name? Mahat Imali. Yep. Mahat Imali has been in nothing since. Uh, no, uh, no additional reviews. However, we still have uh, five stars and with six reviews, but with six ratings, but only two reviews. So get get rating, get rating. Sorry, wrong guy. Barkhad. Amdi is wow. the guy, and he's in a ton of stuff since. Oh, good. Good um, for him. Not necessarily. He's not in a ton of stuff, but he was. he's in a television show called Castle Rock. Um, oh, he's, in a, he's in a movie called Tyson's Run, Beneath the Sea Lights. He was in Blade Runner 2049, which I still have not seen. Um, he was in Family Guy. <laughs> he's been a lot of stuff. He's been in Hawaii Five-0, so he's, he's getting work. Good All right, good. Him. So there you go. He's seasoned. He could be Black Panther. Why not? There's There's options. All right. Until next week, this podcast is over.